The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us today for Mock Off Season Part 2. If you missed Part 1, please go back and listen to that. But if it's been a while since you listened to it or you don't have an incredible memory, We'll give you a little bit of a summary before we get started. LeBron James was choosing between the Sixers, Cavaliers, Rockets, and Lakers. He tried to engage Paul George and Chris Paul. It looked like Chris Paul was going to stay home. He was actually the first player to agree. A five-year maximum contract worth a little over $205 million. But that fifth year, when he'd be making over $46 million, is 58% partially guaranteed. So he's looking at a little over $180 million in guaranteed money over five years. With Paul going to Houston, Paul George, for some reason, apparently this is what his client wants, went back to Oklahoma City on a one plus one. And with that being the case, LeBron didn't want to go to the Lakers by himself. And Houston was able to swing just a completely ridiculous trade in a signed trade with Cleveland because Cleveland wanted to get off money. They did not foist Ryan Anderson on him. Instead, They had LeBron James opt-in, and the trade was for P.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon, Nene, Shinano Anuaku, Zochi, Aaron Jackson, the latter two of whom had to have their contracts guaranteed so they could count as enough salary in the trade. They got to their $28 or so. And then three unprotected first-round picks from Houston going forward, uh, which obviously is uh, every two years due to the Stepien rule. So crazy goings-on there. Kevin Durant, a little bit more stately, just returned to the Warriors, two plus one for his full maximum, starting at a little over $35 million this season. He can get back onto the market in two years, summer of 2020, when he'll still only be 31. Nikola Jokic had his team option declined by the Nuggets, and this is before, of course, today's news that he actually is going to sign a a five-year max. Instead, because they had him as a restricted free agent, he didn't have any other offers imminently available, and they already declined the team option for him so he could get this big salary. Jokic ends up getting 90% of the max to start, so a little over $22.7 million to start, but he also got a four plus one rather than the five years, which we don't know if that's going to be part of the actual contract or not. It hasn't been reported yet. And an 8% trade bonus, so $132 million. For Jokic over five years on that four plus one. Clint Capella, his negotiations as a restricted free agent went similarly. Jokic kind of set the market. So he signed the exact same contract as Jokic, a four plus one for $132 million, 8% trade bonus. Then Julius Randle, the Lakers made the decision with James and George not coming. 
that they're going to try to roll their cap space over to 2019 and sign players to one-year deals. And Julius Randle could have gone onto the market, gotten a longer offer that the Lakers would have been uncomfortable with. So to prevent him from doing that, they actually offered him the maximum for one year at 25.3 million, but only for one year to get him to not try to get a longer offer that they might've felt like they couldn't match because they're trying to keep their cap space open. So he'll get back on the market, but presumably no bad blood there when they're paying in the max for one year. That's pretty good. Kyle Anderson is a restricted free agent returned to the Spurs. He was their starting small forward last year, three plus one for 28 million. DeAndre Jordan opted into his over $24 million in the last year of that contract he signed in the summer of 2015. DeMarcus Cousins tried to engineer a sign-and-trade to the Wizards. Couldn't get that done. Dallas, surprisingly, was not interested in him at all. They were looking at younger centers. So it was really down to New Orleans and the Wizards, and the sign-and-trade kind of broke down a little bit. It was getting too complicated. They wanted to sign-and-trade Otto Porter for DeMarcus, but that would have made the Wizards hard cap, and that made the math kind of difficult. So they ended up just re-signing DeMarcus to three years, $70 million, but the third year totally non-guaranteed. Then Montrez Harrell, as a restricted free agent, got a three-year $20 million offer sheet from the Mavericks. We don't know yet whether the Clippers are, are going to match that. And then Trevor Ariza was a huge in-demand player. The Andre Guadala contract from last year was a little bit of an analog here where Ariza was the one true 3-and-D guy on the market the Rockets now had LeBron James they had to get rid of PJ Tucker and Eric Gordon so they had no choice but to re-sign Ariza he had other offers ended up with four years 60 million with the final season five million dollars guaranteed so 50 million dollars guaranteed over four years for Ariza and could make as much as 60 million Ryan Anderson was then waived and stretched as the Rockets couldn't even calculate their tax bill if he had remained on the roster J.J. Redick then with the Sixers in the same boat as the Lakers trying to roll their cap space over not really having any great targets brought him back on a similar concept deal to last year they were talking about maybe using the rest of their cap space moving on from Jared Bayless he agreed to take 20 million if they found another taker for their cap space otherwise he would just get his non-bird exception 120% of what he made last year which was 27.6 million again continuing the same theme with the Lakers, they brought back Contavious Caldwell Hope, another year, one year, 18 million. And then Avery Bradley, who is another starter level player, but had an injury played year last year, played only a few games with the Clippers, just had no market at all. He ended up with a one plus one for the mini mid level with the Warriors and only $2 million guaranteed on the second year, a similar structure to what Milos Teodosic had this year, but he can certainly opt out if he plays well this year but the Warriors definitely very glad to have Avery Bradley I was surprised as everyone that his market was that limited then we saw some restricted free agents come on the board because a lot of the teams with cap space were actually hoarding it for younger players restricted free agents tried to get them to spend money on veteran unrestricted free agents a lot of these teams are rebuilding younger teams found so the market went really slowly Aaron Gordon ended up getting a sign and trade from Orlando to the Pacers after agreeing on a four-year $86 million deal. Orlando had offered him five for 85 as restricted free agency started. Gordon did not want to be there with Jonathan Isaac playing the same position as him. 
And so the trade ended up being Indiana's 2019 first rounder lottery protected Alex Poitras and Ike Anibogu in that sign and trade to Orlando for Aaron Gordon. Orlando gets that back for just letting him go and not matching, which is an offer they probably would have matched if the Pacers hadn't thrown in that consideration. And uh, the Pacers take Gordon into their cap space. We also saw Fred Van Vliet get a three-year, $36 million offer sheet under the Arenas provision from the Phoenix Suns, and we shall see whether Toronto will match that in part two. We tried to come up with some trades for teams to get off of money, but those did not really happen yet, and so that's where we'll pick it up at part two starting right now. All right, well, now that uh, things have really opened up uh, after that one trade, what else? uh, Anybody else want to make some offers here? Pacers here. We would like to call up the agent for Tyreek Evans. Ah, yes. Well, uh, I mean, obviously, I'm going back to Memphis, right? I mean, there's there's no way you could beat what Memphis could offer. Me. That's why they kept me at the trade deadline last year, right? All right. We would like to offer you a three-year, $30 million deal, which would beat what you can get with the non-taxpayer MLA. Uh, and so what would my role be there, then? I'd be coming off the bench? Yeah, you're, we're thinking of you as a super six-man, but we anticipate that you would finish a lot of games for us at small forward alongside Victor Oladipo. Yeah, and no, potentially even... And potentially down the road, you could be our future starting point guard. You know, we'll see what happens. But Darren Collison's a free agent after next season. So we don't really have, you know, a specific starting point guard going forward. Yeah, and with basically no good small forwards in the East outside of Boston that you have to worry about, I could totally play at the three a lot. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty good there. Uh, anybody else anywhere even close to that range? I mean, if there's even more of a contender that might want to give me like a four-year deal for the MLE. Memphis is heartbroken. I mean, we can we can offer you. We were we're thinking two years at the at the mid, non-taxpayer mid-level, but I mean, yeah, keep keep you thinking that. You wouldn't rather you wouldn't rather have that. I'm guessing. Truly, you have a dizzying intellect. <laughs> uh, yeah, Pacers, come on down. That's fantastic. Sign me up. Three years, thirty million. Tyreek Evans. Can the right, Hornets we, make an offer? Uh, I don't know. Can they? I mean, they've got what. <laughs> basically like six million bucks below the tax that's one where i'm not even going to bother suggesting that you should pay the tax right we're not going to but so we were thinking with that six million we want to talk to seth curry seth curry what we're willing to offer you is two fully guaranteed years at six million flat and then a third year which would be non-guaranteed entirely but then could be go to half guaranteed if you played in enough games yeah that sounds great Where, where do i sign up for that uh do you have a fax machine? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I think Michael still has it, so we should be good. Um, yeah, I, I assume there's no one else in that range for Seth Curry. Play, I guess I'm your starting backup point guard now, Charlotte? Yeah, we think of you as a, a, a high-volume guy. We might even play you a little bit with Kemba, depending on how things work out. But we just we think that you're the best, the best fit for where we're going on this market. Yeah, and with uh, my Sterling Health record, I'll fit right in with the rest of the Charlotte backups. We'll deal with that. Okay, Seth Curry, three years, $18 million last year, non-guaranteed, but could become partially guaranteed based on playing time incentives, which I assume it's like, you know, 50 games a year or something like that. I was thinking a little bit stronger, but yeah, in that range. Okay. All right, who's next here? We're players just flying off the shelves right now. Jazz here. Oh, yeah. Derek Favors. We would like to re-sign you for two years, $20 million, second year, unguaranteed. 
no, that's not that's not going to work. Well, all right, I'll tell you what. Um, I'm still going to start at power forward, right? Yes. We don't really see anything out there for you above the mid level exception. I'm not even sure. We're not even sure you can get the full mid level exception elsewhere. We want to keep you, but we need to have the flexibility. Uh, you know, we've we're on a radically different path than we imagined after getting Donovan Mitchell and him breaking out like this. So we want to be good right now, but we want flexibility. So we think two years, twenty million. With the unguar- with the non guaranteed is completely fair. And just so you know, that offer is not necessarily going to stay out there. Like this might turn into something a little lower once you explore the market. If you come back to us, Lakers might have some interest, but we would like to call up uh, Brook Lopez's agent first. Uh, Derek Favors will remind you that he's better than Brook Lopez. Yeah, but you know we had Lopez in the locker room last year. Uh, we'd like to maintain that continuity if we if we could. We also think we might be able to get him a little cheaper than that, quite frankly. Uh, okay. Well, uh, and uh, Brooke Lopez, any, anybody else interested in – well, I'll see what your offer is first there. Uh, unless we should probably figure out if anybody else is interested in Derek Favors for uh, the full the full mid-level exception. I mean, I'd probably – especially if I could go somewhere and start, I'd probably like that better than Utah's offer. Uh, Brooklyn, we don't have the mid-level per se. We have seven million. We have seven point three million in space. But we'd be interested in you. We could do uh, we could do, th- we could do a couple year contract if you want to do that. Uh, one plus one starting at seven million. No, we're thinking, we're actually thinking about a two year. So two years guaranteed with a third year team option starting at that seven point three. Nah, it's that's too long. How about just straight up one year start? And I and I, you tell me I'm going to start at center. <laughs> Well, so the problem there, we we're trying to build we're trying to build a value piece for next year. So, like you know, if, if all we have for you for one year, then you're just blo- you're basically just blocking Jared Allen. But if we have you for multiple years, then we would be happy with that. And theoretically, we could even move you to a place that really wanted you. We think that you're yeah. being underserved by this market. Yeah, well, and I, and I agree, which is why I don't want to lock in for longer than one year. Um, we don't have an interest in a straight one year contract. We would go at okay. another position. We would go at another position on a one year contract. Yeah, well, the the jazz offer is better than. Uh, I mean, I guess we can go. Well, to you wouldn't Lakers. you wouldn't rather have fourteen million guaranteed, and then we could even structure it with that team option year where it's you know has has more guarantees on it or something like that. We could make it well, partial guaranteed. Jazz, could you just give me a one year deal? A uh, one year eight million, sure. Oof, man, that that is rough. Uh, let's. Uh, I mean, I'd rather have the one year eight million than the the uh, the than the initial offer the. Two years, twenty million. Second year, non guaranteed. Just because I, I would rather have my freedom, and the, the market can't be this bad next year. That's fine. I mean, we to be honest, we probably would have waived you because we think by then, well, that it'll look better for us too to be able to uh, attract somebody. Um, Lakers, you want to talk to Brooke Lopez first? I mean, would you beat that offer from the Jazz if if it doesn't work out? Brooke Lopez, great pick and roll finisher with uh, Lonzo Ball. <laughs> Uh, noted pick and roll play card Lonzo Ball. Yeah, I mean, I think we'd be willing to off- offer potentially up to ten million, but we want again, we want to talk to Brook Lopez first. Yeah, I guess I'll just stay. If that's all it is, then I'll just stay in in Utah one year, eight million. God, that's awful. We'll be back to the mock off season in just a moment here, but first, this from Hims. I'm 38 now, and at about 25, maybe like first or second year of law school, started to realize that I was losing my hair and. You'd see those commercials for various medications that would say, you know, hair regrowth doesn't always happen. I was like, well, it's probably better to just start this now while I still have my hair and then I can keep it. 
and it's actually worked pretty well over the last 13 years or so the troops continue to fight the good fight but now getting prescriptions for hair loss getting actual medical solutions for hair loss has never been easier with the advent of forhims.com which is a one-stop shop for hair loss skincare sexual wellness just for men no waiting room no awkward doctor visits i can't tell you the number of times that i would miss a a month or two on my prescriptions i just didn't want to have to deal with going back to the doctor you're not going to get them on the phone and yeah i, I really need an appointment for my hair loss medication and feel free to charge my health insurer as much as you want instead with hims you can save hours answer a few quick questions at that website for hims.com a doctor will review and he can prescribe you and everything will be sent directly to your door for right now our listeners get a trial month of everything you need to keep your hair for just $5 today while supplies last. See their website, forhims.com for full details. Go to forhims.com slash capspace. Easier on capspace, of course. We've been talking about that on the show. Forhims.com slash capspace. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S.com slash capspace. Let them know that you came from us. If I, I don't know what day it is, uh, but we are... The Jazz will wait just to see if something emerges, but we are heading to the point of guaranteeing uh, Jarebko and Epe Udo. Yeah, because you'd just be using Favors' bird rights to to bring him back. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. No, it's a, well, it's uh, 363 days uh, until those restricted free agents find out whether they get their offers matched or not. <laughs> who's who's out there still? Harold Her- and Van Vliet are, are the two. Yep. That, yeah. that have outstanding offer sheets right now. All right, well, let's talk uh, Lakers, and and, uh, this is Brooke Lopez now here. All right, let's start at one year. Let's start at the same offer that Derek Favors took, one year, $8 million. Um, Blazers, could you give me the full non-taxpayer MLE and just move on from Yusuf Nurkic? We're still hoping that Yusuf Nurkic is going to take the qualifying offer, so we're not prepared to do that. Okay. Any other action for Brooke Lopez? I can shoot it. I'm good for one of these rebuilding young teams. Philly, uh, you need to keep some miles off of Joel Embiid. Full, full, uh, non-taxpayer mid-level. It's an option. We're we're not all the way there yet. We're trying to look at some other flexible pieces. So that I think that's not enough. And you can't play with Joel Embiid. We're looking at somebody who can who can do that as well. Uh, Washington, do you now have access to the full mid-level exception? Uh, no, we don't. <laughs> we, we're to the point now that we can f- roughly fill out our roster and be under the tax or not as far into it. By the way, how the hell is Oklahoma City not getting into these uh tax dumping trade talks with Carmelo having opted in and you just re-signed Paul George? Our ownership, uh, we do want to dump, you know, Kyle Singler, maybe Patrick Patterson, but our ownership is eager to show that they are not the terrible people who will never pay the tax and broke up an amazing team because of it. Well, they already did pay the tax. So you're you're at a a cool seventy six million dollar tax payment right now, OKC. So uh, you, you might want to think about that. But anyway, uh, back to Brook Lopez here. Yeah, I guess uh, am I going to start for you guys, Lakers? Yeah, I mean we anticipate things being pretty similar to last year. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Doesn't seem to be much else out there for him. Uh, so yeah, Brooke Lopez back at one year, eight million to the Lakers. I feel like somebody we should talk about now, just because things are starting to thin out, is Jabari Parker, just because he's on the higher end of this, and so teams like Sacramento might be interested. Actually, well, Sac- good, 
go ahead and go ahead and make an offer with any of your teams i mean this is we're still i mean he's just jabari this is just totally different markets here with some of these veteran free agents and that's true and jabari i mean i figure if anyone's going to make him an offer sheet it's going to be one of these teams that have a bunch of space okay um that's fine i guess if we see anything else i i was just feeling like this was around the time for him yeah, that's true. And with Sacramento, I mean, they just drafted Bagley and they have they were looking to use their money for a dump instead of signing a dude. Yeah, well, and certainly if I'm one of these teams that is taking out money, it's if you don't give us enough at some point, we're just going to go use that money on restricted free agents or you know do do something else with it where we feel like it's better than the chance of getting like one. I'm still taking it personally, by the way, even though I'm not even though I'm supposed to be the agent and I'm still controlling Chicago and Atlanta. Um all right, anybody else that you guys want to fire away on here in terms of veteran free agents? We got Will Barton out there still. We got Rudy Gay. Luke Mbamute is out there uh, on the wing. We got Rondo. Milos Teodosic uh, as backup point guard. I know a lot of teams need a backup point guard. We got Nemanja Bialica as a total free agent. Dwight Howard has been bought out for uh, the Nets. What what did we give back there? Like $3 million or something, Nets, in, in that buyout? Sure, we're good with that. Okay. Okay, that moves us up to about ten million in space. Yeah, the way this market's going, Dwight Howard might not even make back that three million. No, he might make back the minimum. So, uh, any of those names there? I mean, Philly with your uh, full mid level, Will Barton. Well, so actually, the first offer I was thinking about making was Luke Richard and Bob Mute as the Minnesota Timberwolves. We think that you would be a nice low usage defensive effort option for us. We were thinking one year, four and a half million. So it's more than twice as much as you made last year. Oh boy, Rockets! Would, would you want to bring me back for that amount? I don't Can think you give so. Me no. A little money in the second year? No. Okay. Spurs here. Oh yeah. Uh, we'll do one year, five million. All right. All right. Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota will do five and a half. A bidding war. It's an actual <laughs> bidding war. In 2018 free agency, it's actually happened. <laughs> I'm gonna just. I'm going to just cry myself to sleep tonight while listening to the 2016 mock free agency. <laughs> and remember, uh, we, were, we weren't as ridiculous in that one as it ended up being. Oh, no. I mean, th- there were some pretty crazy ones. Just to J.R. Smith. What, <laughs> That's right. What was the last bid? Five and a half from the Timberwolves. Uh, we'll do six. We will match that six and think it's a much better offer because the Spurs are going to trade Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I mean, well, so what's my role in Minnesota? I mean, start. I think you'll end up starting a fair, for a portion of time. You would be our number one. You would be our number one kind of backup, but you would be. I think we'll give Taj Gibson a lot of a lot of rest. Jimmy Butler, Andrew Wiggins, and if, and we would expect you to close a lot of games, if not all games. I'm sorry. Did you say rest with Tom Thibodeau? <laughs> we are going. No, we're we're well, we're going to give him. Players, we're so. going to give him games off. We're not. We're going to play him a lot of minutes in the games he plays, but we're going to give him days off. Still not checking out. I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm also just making it in a free agent pitch, so I'm not bound by it. Well, wow, that's really so. That's all there is for Mute, huh? And, and Spurs, what are you? You're just using your uh, your mid level exception to make this offer. Correct. All right. Uh, and what's my role in San Antonio? Uh, it sounds pretty similar. You know, you're going to be a combo forward, play some small forward. When we want to go small, we'll play you at uh, power forward. Uh, you know, not but sure. I'm you're not not going to start though, huh? Uh, you know, it's tough to say exactly who will be on the team come, come fall. Uh, you might start, you might not. 
one year, huh? I mean, either, would either of you guys throw a second year on there? I could even reduce the annual salary. Minnesota can't do that with our uncertainty moving forward. Yeah, we, we're going to stick with one year also. Spurs, you're never going to have cap space ever again. Uh, yeah, but we only throw it away for guys who've already been here. Like, you know, you come <laughs> in for one year. Next year, maybe we'll sign you for five more years. Like, <laughs> you don't know. Uh, all right, I think I'll go Spurs. I'm already, I'm pretty close there already. Moving, moving costs are lower. Minnesota is disappointed. Uh, Spurs are going to leak something petty about how, man, we are really cleaning up on small forwards. <laughs> uh, all right, who's next here? Uh, Luke and Bamute. What, what did that end up being? Six and a half million or something? Six. Easy. Six. <laughs> yeah. slow, oh, slow down there. I, I, sorry, I, I didn't think. I, I, I Excuse me for thinking that bidding war just got completely out of control. <laughs> uh, you, you guys have just been so... Uh, so profligate here with the spending. Uh, um, Rock, Rockets would like to call up Gerald Green. Okay. Yes. I mean, our our first offer naturally is going to be you know for one year at the minimum. I mean, that's very close to you know what what teams can offer with the biannual exception at this point, and it it helps us with our tax situation quite a bit. Yeah. Is anyone else uh, interested in Gerald Green? I mean, I am a Houston native. But that that sounds pretty good to me. You're going to have to beat that offer relatively significantly. <laughs> And I've got a, a lot of veteranosity, so I, I get a pretty good amount from that. Uh, and you guys save a little bit on tax payment. I, so. I had not realized until I looked it up that Gerald Green had 10 years of experience in the NBA. Yeah, 2005 draft? Although Makes he spent me... a couple of years kind of languishing outside the league. Yeah, in the wilderness. Warriors, uh, here, yeah. would, Warriors here, would you rather take the minimum for us instead and just play on a better team? Oof. I don't know if you are a better team. They got LeBron. I don't know if you you heard that. You'll actually uh, so you'll no. actually touch the basketball on our team. It seems a little bit advantageous. He got plenty of shots on our team. Uh, let's not worry about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think I'll, especially since Houston is home, I, I had a renaissance there. I'm familiar with the system, and I'm probably going to play more in Houston too. So yeah, Houston is better for me. He doesn't have an I eighty tattoo. <laughs> okay, what else we got here? Still got Will Barton out there. Uh, just desperately hoping that Denver can get their shit together and actually offer something to get off of some money so they can bring him back. Well, so Will Barton, Philly here, we're wondering what you're thinking about a single year contract or a multi-year contract, because we will offer you the full mid-level exception for one year, but we would like to have the flexibility moving forward to go after Big Fish. If you're willing to do that, we're, we'll do that right now. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're willing to get rid of Jared Bayless and then offer me one year, 14 million, that I would do. Well, see, the problem there is that we're giving up probably a first-round pick, maybe even more than that, to unload Jared Bayless just to have oh, you. Oh, a first-round pick? You, you give up a first-round pick to offload Jared Bayless? This is Gar Foreman. This is John Maxson. <laughs> no, no, we're talking, we're talking conceptually. We're talking with Will Barton here. We're not talking with the Bulls. I don't know how they're listening in on our conversations. So we're we're willing to do that now. We could even, at that price, maybe we could do something like a partial guarantee on the second year. We think that you, we, we think that we would bring you back for a second year at that price. So maybe we do like a player option that's half guaranteed. And so that way you can get made whole. We, we think that would be fine. Nuggets here. How do you think about, we're willing to do our, you know, the equivalent of the non-taxpayer MLA for three years. How do you feel about that? Terrible considering I turned down four for 42 in last fall. If you make it a two plus one, I'm there Nuggets deal okay so now ah. we we have to so you're going back there you'd rather be there than philly uh yeah well they offered me a lot more money 
That's true. But we, we, with the one plus one, you would we gave you the choice with the player option. You could be back on the market next year. Yeah, I don't think Philly would do that. They want to keep their space open for next year. Right? Yeah, well, we did the partial guarantee, so that's what that was. Yeah, our... yeah. So there you go. There's, we'll find that. That's why. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's pretty close to thirty million. What is it? Three years. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Yeah. Yep. Tail between my legs, but uh, clearly nothing else out there uh, for Will Barton at this point. And that puts the Nuggets seventeen million over the tax line. But that's actually a pretty decent value contract. Oh yeah. For for the Nuggets, in worst case, you could move that contract at the deadline. Um, okay, Will Barton is off the board. Anybody else want to make an offer here? Thaddeus Young is still languishing. By the way, that's probably the best player still left out there. Well, so the the Magic would like to have exploratory conversations with with Dante Exum just to see what kind of value he is thinking because we would be interested in him but the problem there is that we're worried about getting matched and we're there are a lot of other point guards on the market so we'd like to have you but we kind of need to see where this is going yeah i mean i i think to sign an offer sheet it's really more about what is utah not going to match i think in some of our conversations they're offering me like five million a year so i think you know if you can get something up in the 11 12 million per season range you know, on a, a three-year deal, I think that they probably wouldn't match that. Well, so here's what we're thinking. We're thinking a deal very similar. I'm not sure if you heard what we offered Fred Van Vliet. So it would be it would be $24 million over three years, but we would front-load it so that first year would be more costly to Utah. And then... And that so then that last year would be a little bit less onerous for us. So it'd be, so it'd be front-loaded eight, three years, 24. All guaranteed, though? We would. It would be great if we could half guarantee that final year. Just, just, in, or we could make it so it has a, a very low threshold. Like you play in just like forty games that last year, just to make it, just in case there's something big that happens. Oof. Uh. Well, so it'd be playing playing forty games. We'll put it. Uh, we'll put we, it this way: make if you it played... a two plus one, just a, and and have it, if you could do a two plus one with it all the whole thing guaranteed at three years, twenty four million. I would I would do that. We don't want that last year to be a player option because that gives you to that gives you a lot of power in this, and we're hoping to build an asset. So we would do, we can do a straight three twenty four, not with an option year there. Yeah, you know this is tough actually. If it were me as the actual player agent, I'd probably take that. I don't know that my client really would take that though. Uh, you know, being a number four former number five pick in the draft, that might just be better going into the qualifying offer. He's going to play a lot this year with Utah. And just hope to get into the 2019 market looking like a future starter. Um, it's just it's not quite enough there because he still considers himself a really high upside player. So not giving him a chance uh, to locking him in for three more years. Okay, so so uh, for so as a reference rough. point, I'm not saying this would be for the Magic because I think that's as far as they would go. But it's but it would need to be more than 324. Well, no, I said I would do 324 if it was a 2 plus 1. Oh, yeah, but we're not doing a player option on that last year. Yeah. Yeah, it's really more about the flexibility for him uh, to not get locked. That's how you get fired as an agent is you lock some, lock a player in to a contract that's below market. Strangely, you get fired that way much more easily than if you just like turn down money and they end up getting way less. Or it at least looks worse on your resume when you're trying to recruit other guys. So no agreement there. Um no, we're not willing to do that. Utah, I mean, couldn't you guys open up some space to work with here if we could come to an agreement somewhere? You heard what those negotiations were. If you could give me that deal, we would be there. How about a sign-in trade to the Magic? 
Well, but they're still well, not that, we're not we're, it, we're not so. worried about you matching. That's not why we're not doing the deal. Hmm. I mean, wh- why would Utah have to open up space? We have your bird rights. Because my cap hold is fourteen. Million. Oh, yes. Jazz are over the cap, right? They're using bird rights to resign favors. Right. Yeah, that's only eight million, though. Don't they still have something to work with? Uh, it would be less than the taxpayer, non-taxpayer MLA. They'd have five, like okay. five million to work with. I mean, assuming they keep Udo and and Jarebko. Yeah, that's true. They could. You could dump uh, Jarebko and Udo. I mean, I think you, with the way this market's going, you could probably do better for that money than those guys. Yeah, I am leaning toward. <laughs> after I said I was leaning toward uh, guaranteeing them, I did decide to lean the other way. Um, you know, especially in this market, I do think these teams that are trying to avoid the tax. They, I'm, I'm in agreement with the Hawks and Bulls that that these teams aren't offering enough. And I think teams going into the season at the trade deadline having cap space at the trade deadline could be so valuable this year. I'm not sure I want to resign them to a, a big contract and interfere with that space i might be better off getting rid of Jarepko, udo and uh you know not paying exum too much well uh that's too bad because i just signed my qualifying offer okay for even if it is a piddling 4.2 million or whatever it is i do i cannot be traded without my consent for the entire year but I do look forward to working with you to see if there's a trade you know the only teams that are going to trade for you are places that you'll be better off and so we can work together on that for sure. This one, I actually think Exum is going to get more than that. Uh, but I don't think right. so. Uh, maybe. I don't know if he's going to get more than that. From from the well, I think the Jazz would offer would offer him three years, twenty four million. We'll see though. Maybe maybe you're you might know better than I do on this one. We'll see. I mean, I think uh, the, I think the Jazz intend to resign it, but I don't know if they're thinking that. I mean, who knows what number. And there's just no way he says yes to anything less than that, I don't think. But anyway, all right, we're getting too meta here. Uh, all right, what else we got here now? Can we – I, yeah. I, I would like is the Blazers to see if there's any interest in Yusuf Nurkic. Like, oh, in the sign and trade? No, just I want to know what the market is for him, like whether we can anticipate him potentially signing his qualifying offer. Kings here, we have a well-known no, – I'm, I'm not going to sign my qualifying offer. I'm just going to wait. I'm not going to sign it right now. Well, I'm but I'm going to wait. But I want to know, like, what the likelihood if there's another team that's going to offer you something that is going to cause you not to take your qualifying offer. So, all right. Well, I I don't have to give you that information. We've we've got like uh, teams have had carte blanche to make offers to whoever they want for a while, and uh, surprisingly enough, his name hasn't come up yet. But I mean, if if you want to make another offer to Yusuf Nurkic, that's like a real offer. Please do. We had our same conversations. Yeah, no, we're in the same spot still. Rockets here. We're shopping with our taxpayer MLE. At least the uh, four point four million of it we will have left after using part of that on a multi-year deal for D. Anthony Melton, and we'd like to call up Thabo Cephalosha's agent. Ah, yes, that's right. I was so so smart to refuse to let them push my guarantee date back. What do you got for me, Rockets? I mean, you know, let's start with. One year, three million, and see what what terms it toward sort of other interest there is. So yeah, so so, so really, smart. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, where the Jazz are right now, they probably would have just not even picked up that five million. So yeah, it actually was smart. And he's getting an offer from a championship contender here. Yeah, no, that's a that's a great point. Um, so really, my role is is kind of first wing off the bench. Yeah, I mean, you know, we see you. 
I mean, we're mostly thinking about it in terms of the playoffs, and we can't possibly get enough wings to play on the court. And we think you fit into that, that you would have been able to be out there and been effective during the Western Conference Finals. And that's not something we could say about a lot of people in the league. That's a great point. Well, uh, anybody else interested in me? I mean, supposedly everybody desperately needs wings. Uh, I guess everybody except the Rockets doesn't desperately need wings. Well, Minnesota, we're interested, but we're trying to figure out because we wouldn't offer more money than the Rockets would because we have we have very limited flexibility. And so, OK, forget it. then. That's exactly what I was thinking. Oh, well, it's good. Good to make the offer, though. Uh, yeah. All right. We'll sign up for that with the, the Rockets. One year, three million. Excellent. Daryl Morey strikes again. And then it, it, and I'm sure everyone will be saying, wow, how did they get this awesome defensive win? This guy is the steal. Like, oh, yeah, but nobody else made him a contract offer. What a surprise. So this has been an extremely slow free agent period with LeBron taking so long to make his decision at the beginning, Paul George taking so long to make his decision. So lo and behold, July 8th is here, and those two outstanding restricted free agent offer sheets that we have Fred Van Vliet. How much was that for again? Uh, three years, $36 million. And that was with Phoenix, and then... The other one is Dallas for Montrez Harrell at three years, $20 million. Yep. So, Toronto, are, are you going to match that? You can certainly take, if you don't match, you can take plenty, of, or if you do match, I'm sorry, you could take another, like, three days to do the physical so you can keep them from getting their money, but you do have to make a decision about whether you're going to match now. As much as it pains us, we're going to have to let him go and, Working, even working in our favor, because of the arena's rule, it's going to keep it as a lower salary this season. We was talking with the Magic about a front-loaded contract. We were really nervous because that could have been terrible for us. And it turns out even this is still going to be too much. Yeah, the, just the cost of unloading that salary is too great. And so as much as it pains us, we've got to let them go. Nice. Uh, Suns are going to make that the, a straight $12 million each of the next three years. All right, uh, mark it down. So the Suns, uh, are you basically, uh, how much space do you have left now uh, after that? Less than $2 million. Well, that impacts the the space race here. We basically have OKC, Denver, and Cleveland that still need to reduce salary. And it looks like Atlanta and Chicago, who I've taken over simply for the purposes of negotiating this to avoid double-dealing, and uh, Sacramento, are you in that market as well? Or do you think you're going to actually just try and sign some people not having your draft pick next year? We are in this market okay. as well. But I think uh, I will say this for Chicago and Atlanta, and I presume that Danny would for Sacramento as well, that if the price is not good enough, we can always do some other stuff. Uh, we could either wait until later in the year, uh, or, or we could even uh, and save our ownership some money. Or we could even try to sign some restricted free agents or just sign some players on cheaper deals that could be contractual assets going forward. So it's not like we just, this is all we can do with our space. So with that being the case, OKC, Denver, and Cleveland, OKC, I've got you $27 million over the tax with a $76.1 million tax payment. Denver, you guys are about $20 million over the tax. Looking pretty ugly there in Cleveland. I think you're like 16 million over the tax. So what are y'all going to do to get off of that? Cavs here. Oh yeah. Uh, is somebody interested in taking J.R. Smith plus Houston's unprotected first rounder? How much does he have left? He is due 14.7 next year. 
And the following year, he has a very small guarantee of three point nine million. Wow, that disembodied voice knows a lot about J.R. Smith's contract. <laughs> <laughs> well, as Atlanta, that's not bad. And as Jr.'s agent, I would want to get a buyout. I would be willing to to get my freedom, just pretty much exactly like Jamal Crawford did last year, to give up that guarantee next year. Uh, to get a buyout from Atlanta and try to go to a, a contender right now. Uh, so Atlanta, would you be willing to buy me out if I give up a, that guaranteed money for 2019 as J.R. Smith? So I'm not double dealing here. Who, <laughs> who now, who had Atlanta originally? So, so you'd give up your entire guarantee for, for not next season, but the following year and we right. let you go. Right. Is that for the deal? 1920. Uh, yeah, we'd do yeah, that. So that's very similar to Jamal Crawford. All right, that that's a pretty good deal. I'm inclined to take that. Uh, but, you know, that's probably going to be the 28th or 30th pick in the first round. Is anyone willing to beat that offer? I know Denver, uh, I don't know, OKC, we haven't had any discussions yet. Denver, you were talking about maybe giving us a, another pick to get, but we would have to take back $20 million in salary. Uh, but also there is a scenario in which that would turn into two seconds later, which we weren't particularly interested in. So, uh, yeah. Hey, I, I mean, either Atlanta or Chicago, yeah. how much different would that offer look if instead of that pick being top 10 protected, we made it just top four protected, just if we jump up into the lottery next year? And then what happens if it doesn't go? If it doesn't go, then still it's going to turn into second round picks. Two second rounders? But now it's... But now it becomes, you know, very unlikely that it does not convey yeah. next year. Well, that the Sacramento was willing to do that trade. A Sacramento can't quite do that trade, can they? Yeah, it would be like you need over twenty million in space so far. I think. Yeah, and we have eighteen six. It's twenty two million. Oh, it's twenty two. I thought it was. I thought it was twenty. Yeah. Okay. So Atlanta, even we might have to, we have to move things around. Bulls would have enough space to do that, just barely. Um. Wait, how much can you go finish over the cap when you make a deal as a below the cap team? I think it's not much. I think it's only like a hundred thousand or something, right? This is riveting radio. <laughs> well, I assume we could edit this part out. Um, yeah, it's a hundred thousand. So, yeah. so I mean, so Atlanta would need to waive Isaiah Taylor to make this trade. Yeah, and Chicago could do it. Um, we've got the Zach Levine yes. cap hold still. Uh, on the books, so so we could get there. Um, and could we protect uh one of those two second rounders that it would turn into? So make it that it's like you know top ten protected or something. Um, in, so in the reverse protected. Round. Well, no, no, that it has to be in the top ten because what I'm trying to avoid is you right. finish with the eleventh best record or the eleventh worst record next year. Jump into the top four. And then I get a crappy second rounder as well. Right. I mean, it's a little confusing to do that since you're getting two picks in a row. But uh, if we can figure out how to write that, I'm amenable to it. Yeah. I, I mean, we don't need to get too much into the minutiae. But they basically find a way that I'm not getting. I mean, because at least I can take heart that if we don't get the first, we get a couple of decent seconds. Um, you guys don't right. have any extra seconds floating around, do you, Denver? Well, the, the 2019 pick is the better of ours and Washington. Gotcha. Okay. But we don't have an extra one. All right. So I think as the Bulls, I, I would do that. The Bulls have a wonderful trading history 
with the Denver Nuggets. We're just going <laughs> to fleece you again, Tim Conley. All right, good deal here. So Denver now, uh, where are you guys at? You re-signed Will Barton uh, already. Are you actually going to have some money to spend now? Uh, I think this basically gives us enough to fill out our roster. We're $4 million under the tax line at this point, and that does not include some unlikely incentives for Paul Millsap and Gary Harris. So there's a chance that, depending on how those come out, we still might have to get off more salary during the season. Yeah, that's uh, that's probably about right, especially with that pick having some upside. Uh, maybe not the greatest deal for Chicago, but the nice thing about it, as you made the point earlier, was is that all of that money is just done next year so you're basically not giving up too much flexibility so now we basically we just got zach levine's cap hold on the books we'll uh, have to deal with him at some point i've conspicuously absent i've been uh any restricted free agency offers for zach levine doesn't appear to have a lot out there at the moment uh there were rumors that a western conference team might be interested in zach but that apparently has not materialized so okc you're down to essentially one potential trading partner now we ha- atlanta is still there we haven't made that deal yet i guess you've got sacramento as well but i mean are you willing to beat that offer of that houston pick if you give me your pick next year you know i'd be more inclined to do that than houston and we could take back some money uh off of you guys I and mean, we could take back 15 million in money the same as we're taking from jr uh so you know, we could take Patterson, Singler, and Abrinas for your first-round pick next year, and then you might even have room to re-sign in on Jeremy Grant. Yeah, the problem with sending out all three of those guys, like they're far more valuable than J.R. Smith just as players. And then we also uh, already traded a 2020 pick, and so you know we're looking at sending a, a 2022 pick at the earliest. Yeah, I guess that's true. Well, what what isn't there? What's the protection on that 2020 pick? Couldn't couldn't you just give well, us the it, rest it, of that one? It's like top 20 protected, right? Yeah, hmm. but that's all, but that's basically all they could give because otherwise it'd be with they could be without picks in consecutive years. Well, we would give a 2022. Oh, so a jump. Yeah. Uh, could we speak to Carmelo Anthony's agent for a second? Oh, uh, sure, sure. This is uh, you're a lot more responsive than uh, Phil Jackson was last year. Always happy to talk to you guys, OKC, and uh, you know I'm uh, because uh, I know I don't know what we have to talk about though. I mean, you're just going to give me a bigger role next year, and uh, you know I'll get to shoot a lot more, and then I'll be happy, right? Would you have any interest in a buyout? We know you're not always the happiest here. We'd love to have you back, and if you want to stay, like we're cool with it. But just trying to do right by you, you know. Do you want to give up? Uh, several million to go pick where you play you get your money and pick where you play best of both worlds i'll tell you what i would be willing to do three million dollars in a buyout I, I would give back three million other than that i've seen how bad this market is i would like to basically be at the point where i can go for the vet minimum somewhere else and almost make back my money i realize that my freedom has a little bit of a price but beyond that i don't really have any plans to to get bought up what if you gave up about $8 million and got the mid-level exception somewhere? Yeah, I'm not sure that's going to happen, especially because anywhere I'd want to go, I want to I be able to go anywhere on the vet minimum and only give up a million or two bucks. Like, uh, other than that, I'm just not interested in doing it. Okay, I guess that's not going to work. Is there anybody out there that would just take Patrick Patterson? 
Sacramento and Orlando aren't aren't interested without getting an asset return. It doesn't need to be a big asset, but it should be something. What about if that asset is Alex Abrinas? So Abrinas has he has next year at five million, and then after that it's he's restricted but has a high a high cap yeah, and, and qualifying offer, yeah. And qualifying offer. Okay. Orlando is thinking about it. We would very begrudgingly give away Patterson and Abrinas as a package. We would not feel good about it, but we would do it. Can we get Hamadou Diallo as well? You just got him in the draft. What number did we pick him? How much do we like 45. him? You, so you you, tra- you traded your second round pick next year for him. Yeah, and, and drafted Basically. him 45. And yeah. cash. No, we need cheap players like him to fill out the roster. I mean, part of the reason we wanted him is because with the tax, he'll, he'll count less as a as a draft and, and Sam Presti thinks that so players, Sam Presti thinks that athletic wings who can't shoot are the most valuable resource in the NBA. So there's no way he's giving them up. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but, we'll, but we will give you a Brinus and Patterson. Two guys who play. They're not, they're like good value. We're just in a crunch. Yeah. But see the problem as Orlando is we don't necessarily need guys who can play. Like we're not, we're not necessarily in that frame of mind and Sacramento is not interested. Now as a straight to, uh, Abrinas is is talented, but I mean, again, it's it's not a, a future value asset because of his high ca- high capital and because of his super high qualifying offer. So no, that's not enough for us. I will throw in Diallo. Okay, we'll do it. Orlando okay. does it. Okay, we're in. Crap. Now I'm thinking it might more make more sense as Sacramento. <laughs> I mean, Either is, one. No, Sa- Sacramento has bigs and two a billion guards, two guards. And that's it on their team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Orlando. Orlando could do it. He's a solid vet for the rotation. Yeah, Orlando's happy with it. Yeah, he would actually play. Probably he could be the backup four. Yep, that's that was the idea. And then and then, uh, Abrinas can be the backup two, and Diallo can be the utility like eventual two, or yeah, three, or whatever. Um, Orlando's point guard rotation seems to consist of solely DJ Augustine at this point. That's all we need. <laughs> Hawks here. Well, I guess Rodney Purvis. I guess they've got him. Yeah, I, I don't know about that trade, Orlando. Uh, when you could, I, I think I would rather just use that space because you're just taking. A, I think you could do better just signing free agents than you could for Abrinas and Patterson. Well, there aren't really there aren't what we want for free agents. I don't think is going to really end up happening. Where we want we want somebody who's a value in 2020 slash 21. Like that's what we're looking for, and this market doesn't really have those guys. So one from Orlando for Orlando having those expiring contracts could be useful for trading at the deadline to take on salary and get an asset. Like this might make it easier to do than to just have the space. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, All right. So that leaves then Cleveland and Atlanta as the only logical trading partners. Uh, So yeah, I guess we'll just do that J.R. Smith deal as Atlanta. If you, if you want to throw in a little bit extra Cleveland, uh, we could even take some other guys off your hands as well, potentially. Because I think so you're not quite my, under the tax yet, I don't think, by moving Smith. You're, aren't but, you like $15 million over the tax? But my count, we, they are under the tax count, without Rodney Hood's count. Ah, uh, yes. Well, so by, by my count, that would allow us to keep Rodney Hood at the qualifying offer. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, I have you guys 894, 548 below the tax, so I don't think so. Are you counting the non-guaranteed Cleveland players or Houston players? Yes. Mm. Uh, no, we would still be just over. But that's okay. You know, we can go into the season with Nene or 
you know, we'll, we'll figure that out. We're not worried about that. All right. Well, I guess finally teams have uh, some modicum of space here. I will reluctantly surrender the reins of the scintillating Atlanta and Chicago franchises <laughs> back to their owners. And why don't we get back into some more free agents here? Actually, no. Can I go back to controlling Atlanta and Chicago, please? <laughs> uh, six. Can the Sixers make a start a conversation? Of course. Wayne Ellington, you haven't heard your name called yet, and we, we want to have a conversation with you. As you may have heard in it, we're, we as the Philadelphia 76ers are not looking to make multi-year commitments, but we are very interested in you. Would you be willing to take the full non-taxpayer mid-level for one season with us, and you would have an immediate role? You'd be a huge part of our rotation. Yeah, that sounds pretty juicy. Uh, but Miami, would you be willing to make me a... a offer i mean you still you have bird rights on me i know you're kind of close to the tax you'd be willing to make me a a an offer that's uh, longer than that and by close to the tax you mean yeah no i guess uh yeah two million away so uh 1.1 million away so yeah it's gonna be very problematic for us but we were thinking the most that we could offer you realistically was you know the taxpayer mla um you know, years are not necessarily a big issue for for us, so we could go two two years, eleven million at the taxpayer MLA. Hmm. Well, as Philly will note, that you would have the opportunity to make a lot of that you could make money on a more open market. If you're just leaving three million, basically you're betting. If you go with us, you're betting that you could make three million next year. We think that's totally reasonable, and we know exactly how to use you because we have JJ Redick, and that would be the idea. Could you give me a third year, Miami? If if you do that, I would stick around. Unless, of course, there are other suitors for me at the tax pyramid level. Hey, you're capped out till 2020 anyway, right? What does it matter? Yeah. We're also welcoming back Dion Waiters, so we're not going to have as many minutes as shooting guard next year. I think we're going to have to pass. Okay. Any Anybody else interested in giving a full tax pyramid level to Wayne Ellington? Or I think if not, I'm going to go for this uh, this Philly offer. The Celtics are conceptually interested, but we don't have a ton of playing time to offer, and we're not totally sure if we're going to have the full MLE because we have, still haven't heard from a couple of our guys. All right, I'll go to Philly then. That sounds great. Cool. Homecoming. Yeah, that's right. Wayne Ellington and Gerald Henderson now, who were both the same class out of Philly years ago, uh, now have both played for the Sixers in recent years. Speaking of Gerald Henderson, the Rockets, we tried to sign you last year, and you were unable to fail, uh, pass a physical, so uh, had to sit the season out. But we understand that you're in better health now. Uh, would you be inter- interested in a one-year deal at the minimum? Guaranteed. <sighs> <laughs> let's, let's say it's guaranteed on opening night. If you make it through training camp healthy, fully guaranteed. Well, considering I wasn't even on this sheet, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get my man eventually. <laughs> well, all right. So we've, should we do like the backup center derby here? And there's a lot of centers out there. Greg Monroe, Ed Davis, Dwight Howard, Alex Len, Aaron Baines, Nerlens Noel, Jeremy Grant, and Thad Young are still out there as combo forwards. Uh, Blazers here. We'd be willing to offer Ed Davis one year, 5 million. Sold. <laughs> okay. Next. <laughs> <laughs> i'll come back i mean I'll, you'll still have bird rights for me next year uh at 29 i mean there's just there's nothing else out there that's that's what aaron baines got last year so i'm I'm happy with that speaking of that uh celtics here with aaron baines we can only offer you it's a little bit less than four million i believe it's 3.9 million 
to come back for one year. You good with that? Wait, why can't I got the room exception last year? I should be able to get like five million. We'll give you whatever the maximum allowed under non-bird rights is. Yeah, no, I think I, I think I would do that. Given that there is, okay. uh, I mean, unless anybody else is really interested in Aaron Baines, that'd be a five point two million. By the way, five point two. There we go. Speaking of centers, Clippers, it's time for you guys to make a decision on that three-year, twenty million dollar offer sheet from the Dallas Mavericks. Holds it, holds it, holds it. No, we're not. We're not. Take him, Dallas. You're good. Terrific. And that starts at seven million this year. Yep. So, and Dallas now basically out of cap space. Yeah. Yeah, you still got the room exception, I guess. I mean, that's that's pretty powerful at this point. Sacramento, you guys weren't really able to take on any bad salary. Do you want to make some offers here? We're considering it, but before Sacramento gets to that, the Clippers wanted to talk to Kylo Quinn about whether you would rather have a, a one-year deal or we were thinking actually a two-year deal worth about a total of $6 million, so it would be $3 million each year. And so then that way we get a little bit more security. You might even start for us in 2019-20. I would do a one plus one for that amount, but I, I feel I opted out of 4.5 million. I got to at least save some face here and two years, 6 million is not quite there. What are you using for that Clippers? You're using your, aren't you pretty close to the tax? We, we actually, now that Montrez Harrell is gone, we have 7.4 million below the tax to use. So we have a little bit more wiggle room. So we, we would be using our non-taxpayer mid-level exception. Theoretically. Yeah, if you could give me a one plus one for uh six million total, I would do that. How about for five? And I will jump in as the Sixers here and say if you'd rather do one year at the minimum, the Sixers would love to have you and you'll have an opportunity, you'll be our backup center. Ooh. Houston would also make that offer. Yeah, because they don't have Nene anymore. Well, I'm probably not gonna play it all in the playoffs though, as am I Houston, since I can't switch it all. You could for us, <laughs> maybe. I think Philly is probably the best offer out of those. Uh, if if that's the direction you want to go, Philly, you you might be able to do even better than O'Quinn. So, uh, but I, I think, uh, yeah, if it's only, I think I will do that as O'Quinn. Well, we would we would rather we would rather have O'Quinn than than Dwight Howard for what we're looking for. We want somebody who's stable, who maybe has a little bit of shooting upside. We think that would be a good fit. And Brook Lopez is already off the table, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are you using to sign that with? Just the the veterans minimum. Veterans yeah, minimum, so you yeah. Can just, you can do that signing later so it won't cut into your space right now. Exactly. Well, we're, we're staying over the cap, actually. Yeah. Now that we got... Yeah, yeah I guess you are, unless, unless you're going to move on from Jared Bayless. But you're also, you're also in a right. roster crunch right now. You're just going to waive Jared Bayless? We are. Probably eventually, yes. I mean, we, we are thinking about this idea, and I'll throw this to the group, of theoretically trying to move Jared Bayless... Now it's not as much for the tax purposes or anything like that, or clear salary cap space. And we're thinking about using TLC to move a low Cabarrot as the sweetener. But I don't know if that's a reasonable deal for Sacramento to take. No, they, I mean, he doesn't help them at all. They got too many two guards already. Yeah. And maybe, okay. maybe. So then we'll, we'll, we'll probably just waive him. Yeah. That, that's our expectation. Maybe something we like, like maybe something like we might even, Justin well, Anderson we also, and, like a, and some other asset as well. You know, and like Furkine Korkmaz or something. Oh, Korkmaz is also a two guard, so never mind. But maybe, maybe one of Philly's yeah. treasure trove of seconds. We don't need to deal with that right now. We, we think we're okay, and the roster crunch will deal with that. That can be a later time. All right. So Kyle O'Quinn is now a 76er. Well, the Sixers are on a hot streak. Ersan Ilyasova, one year at the minimum. You good to come back? I think I could do better than that, right? Ersan Ilyasova, more than the minimum. Bueller. Pacers might have some interest at more than the minimum. What do you got there, Pacers? 
We're not sure that TJ Leaf is ready to step into that role of backup power forward. We still have 4.8 million in cap space remaining. So, you know, we could do. Is Ilyasova the, the number one guy there? Jeremy Grant uh, could it be another option as well, I suppose. Yeah, I'm not sure that he's going to be as happy with his playing time here, and he's probably going to want a long-term deal, and we, we like the concept of a one-year deal here. Um, Philly, how about you offer me uh, the BAE, and I'll stick around. One year at the biennial? Yeah, I really like being in Philly. Uh, yeah, we can do that, because we're not going to use the biennial next year. We think we're going to be a cap space team, so that's fine. All right, one-year BAE for Ilyasova. Philly's got Wayne Ellington as well, and so do you have to waive Bayless now? I mean, they're at well, 17. Yeah, I guess yeah, we could just 17. do it later. We can, we yeah, can figure that out. Do it after camp. Yeah. And that's not counting Jonah Bolden, right. by the way. Right. Right. And we're trying... Oh, that was true. That's true. I was trying to keep enough space to sign Bolden and Shake Milton for more than two years. But I guess I, Ellington's good enough that I'm going to skip that. Unless Wayne Ellington's willing to give up a million dollars, in which case we will do that and sign both, or a little bit over a million dollars. No, he's not. That, okay. That's a big difference between that and the, and the Miami offer. And uh, Yeah. Okay. So let's knock off Ursan Ilyasova as well. Uh, while we're talking about guys that aren't centers, the Brooklyn Nets are would be interested in talking with Jeremy Grant. So we would we're not we don't want to sign Jeremy Grant to a one year deal. We still have about you, seven you million. He's a restricted free agent. Jeremy Grant is not. Oh in, no, I'm sorry, he's, he's not unrestricted. Mind. He's four years. Yeah. So, but we're, we would be interested in what we're thinking is like a three year deal that starts at. Because now we have a little bit more with the Dwight Howard buyout. It starts at about eight and a half. Starts at eight million, and then descends from there. So it'd be five percent declines. Uh, that sounds pretty good to me. Uh, OKC, you've got full bird rights on me. Would you? Uh, uh, I I like it there, but what would my role be in Brooklyn? Well, we're not exactly sure yet. We we like Rondé Hollis Jefferson, and we think he might be a part of our future, but we're not totally sold yet. And so we think that you would kind of be a fallback option. And by making it a descending contract, we think that if if he ends up being better than you, then we will then we could figure that out. But right now, I think you'll if you win the job in camp, you'll be our starting power forward. Hmm. OK, I do like that. I could probably play a little backup center for you guys as well. Uh, with Maybe with uh, Dwight Howard no longer there. Uh, yeah. So, OK, see, what are your thoughts? Have fun in Brooklyn. Who's OKC's backup front court at this point? And why is it Dakari Dakar- Johnson? And it is Dakari Johnson. Yeah, I mean OKC. Are you- OKC is going to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was going to say, are you guys willing to now break into the taxpayer MLE with all that money you saved, or are you uh, still doing a little, a little bit uh, gun shy at the moment? Yeah, I think at this point we're going to try to find some vet minimum guys to fill out the rotation. Speaking of, uh, would uh, Raymond Felton like to come back for one year at the minimum? I think I might have a little more out there. Charlotte, you guys really need a backup point guard. You've got more space than that uh, to offer me, right? We already signed Seth, we already signed oh, Seth yeah. Curry. But the Clippers, you have familiarity, I, I think, with us. We would just to have stability now that Milos Tadosic is gone. Ah, but we just drafted Shea, so uh, I don't maybe know we wouldn't go over the minimum. Hmm. Uh, another place you're familiar with, which, by the way, turns out to be a lot of places. Denver is also <laughs> interested in Raymond Felton at the minimum. Okay, so it's Orlando. Orlando is willing to 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 sign Raymond Felton. We'd go three and a half million. 
Because your minimum is about it's two point four something in that range. Yeah, and I could actually probably compete to start there, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Who else needs a backup one? I mean, Portland may have some need for it, but we're also probably in the minimum ballpark. And also, oh, this oh is a place, come on, a place can, we Raven Raven Feld, can we get Raven Felt back to the Blazers? Not come on. interested in a reunion. <laughs> okay, so, so Kevin Felt becoming persona yeah, non grata. So there, there aren't enough cupcakes in the world. <laughs> it's between Denver and I think Orlando is probably it. I mean, I want, I want to play. I'm getting paid more. Why not? And then you know, maybe Orlando, you can trade me at the deadline to to a contender. After I get paid. So, like, okay, see. <laughs> uh, so, it looks like Indiana, you've got $5 million in space left, and then you've also got your room exception. You're one of the few teams. L.A., you still got, what, $23 million in space, L.A.? We're, we're, st- we're still waiting to hear back from Isaiah Thomas. Orlando is off the table now, so we think that our offer to Isaiah Thomas is looking pretty attractive. Yeah, probably. Unless, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not really sure what other options would be out there for isaiah to go to at this point so that's six million guaranteed with incentives that would push it to 6.9 million fair enough sign it up all right the brinks truck is not coming well not till next summer the lakers while we're on their, that topic they're interested in talking to thaddeus young we still have about 18 million in cap space and we think that you're probably the best player on the market at this point i am at least it's looking for a one-year deal i am the best player on the market and <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you want to offer me one year, $18 million, I'll sign that in a second. Let's start at one year, $15 million and see if anything else is out there for you. I think we both know the answer to that. <laughs> $15 it is. This is a fascinating uh, island of misfit toys, Lakers team. Yeah, what does your roster look like now, Lakers? I mean, it's last year's roster with Thaddeus Young. Yeah, that's not bad. We brought back all of our notable free agents. I mean, that team was actually winning. Nate, I got it. Nate, I got to say, you have accepted defeat quicker than I expected. I mean, it's just not good radio for me to say, anybody else for this guy? And then they just say no. I assume you guys would <laughs> would break in at this point if you had something. So uh, I've learned that through experience after the first 70 times. I was like, anybody else here for Thaddeus Young? I've, I've only brought him up 97 times already. So, uh, all right, Thaddeus Young to the Lakers. One year, $50 million. That's good. I Actually, I made some money. Um so Lakers, what do you have left now? But you're basically out, right? Yeah, we have four million left. So Sacramento, you guys are the only ones really who have some cash. Eighteen point seven million left. What's what's your strategy? You're going to go restricted free agent offer sheet here? We're considering it. It doesn't look like there's a ton. We might, we might, we'll probably make a couple of restricted free agent offers, and then if those end up not panning out then we will we'll probably keep the space and just see what see what comes during the season teams are going to get desperate we can be a facilitator there are the kings kings really you don't want norman powell well the problem with norman powell is that he's a four-year contract and we're we're interested in him just conceptually but the problem is that kind of commitment is is a lot for us but we don't we don't want him for for nothing. I mean, I think we can do better with that space. Look at what guys are going for right now. I mean, basically, guys are going for nothing right now. And Norman Powell couldn't get in, into your rotation in the playoffs when nothing else happened. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> maybe maybe if we pay off half that salary before the deadline, maybe something can emerge. There. Yeah, that that might be a possibility. Pelicans here. Rajan Rondo, uh, would you like to come back for one year at the minimum? The minimum? 
Now you're going to pay me. I had a great year for you last year. You're going to reduce my salary. Now you're going to pay me the 3.9 million that you can pay me with your cap with uh, my cap hold. I mean, the our tax situation is a little messy, uh, but we can we can give you the minimum. Do you like do you, like we know you'd rather be here, right? Like, isn't that pretty clear that all things equal, you'd rather stay in New Orleans? Yeah, I guess so. I guess I would still start. Uh, is, is is there somebody offering you more than the minimum? Like we talk about, we just don't think there is. Uh, and for what it's worth, the Thunder are also offering the minimum. But I would not start there, obviously. Right. I don't know. Their front their front court is pretty weak. <laughs> Rondo would have been an interesting fit in Orlando if they hadn't signed I know. Raymond Felton. Yeah, I like Felton a little bit better there. I had also thought about Marcus Smart for the Magic, just to make their shooting worse. Yeah, the, the Magic opening up $16 million in cap space and then using it on a Brinus and Patrick Patterson. It was like just a great Magic move. And Raymond Felton. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> No. And not I getting any assets. Rob Hedigan is really back in Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess there really is not much else out there for Rondo. It, it really dried up. I guess I got to take the minimum. I don't have any other offers here. Phoenix, how, how about you guys? Would, would you be willing to offer me uh, the room exception? Uh, as much as we love having every player from Kentucky in our backcourt, uh, we have a roster crunch. And, you know, after signing Fred Van Vliet, we think he's our starter. We're excited about Elia Kobo getting some minutes this year as a backup. So we don't think you're a fit right now. Knicks, you guys don't have a point guard. How about you give me a, the uh, break into your mid-level exception? We think Trey Burke is our, our point guard. And plus, we have a crowd at that position, a lot of young players that we want to develop. So I don't think we're interested. Denver, you guys still need a backup point guard, right? Yeah. I mean, if you want to play for the minimum. It's got to be the minimum, though? You couldn't go, like, $3 million or something? No, given our tax situation, we can't can't risk that. Dallas is next in alphabetical order. I don't think I'll be placing that call as Rajon Rondo. <laughs> Chicago is next in alphabetical order. I don't think I'll be placing that call as Rajon Rondo. <laughs> Charlotte already got their guy. Yeah, man. Boston is next. Oh, no. Don't think I'll be placing that call. <laughs> All right. Uh, I mean, just one year minimum to New Orleans it is. Great. I was going to add a little wink, wink in here that, yeah, you know, come back. We're still on good terms. We're building toward having you on our staff as an assistant coach someday. Well, this is Dwayne Wade's uh, agent now. Miami, I, I would love to come back. What can you offer me? You traded for me last year, of course. Uh, I'm I'm a heat icon. You lost Wayne Ellington. What do you guys want to offer me? Yeah, I mean, we do see a role for you now with the departure of Wayne Ellington. But, uh, you know, our tax concerns are still pretty significant. We'd prefer to have you back on a one-year deal at the minimum. Oof. I mean, think about the kind of equity that you've created in the Heat franchise. Perhaps equity that will be cashed in after your playing career. Yeah, why not? I, I, I can't, right. I could, being home half the time is uh, is probably enough. I thought Miami was going to offer that he doesn't have to play in a road game until February. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Dwayne Wade, one year minimum with Miami. Leaning will uh, continue to pay me handsomely as long as I'm still in the league. So, Sacramento, you wanted to make some restricted free agent offers? Now would be a good time for that, I think. Can I ask a clarifying question? Did Alfred Payton receive a qualifying offer? Oh, that's a good question to ask. No, he did not. Oh, okay. By the way, he's, he's still out there with him, yeah. 
It'll be a rough summer for Alfred I mean, Payton on this one. On the backup point guard market, I mean, we're, it might actually be reasonable now. But yeah, it's uh, yeah Sacramento. I think we need to find out what's going to happen with your space here. Don't you're, we? You're the only team right now that has Atlanta has seven million left. Sacramento is eighteen, and it's basically only exceptions beyond there. So I think we're going to surprise some people where we're going to start. We want to start with Travion Graham. Wow. Travion, we need a, we need a three badly. And we, we don't have a ton of money to offer, but we also don't think Charlotte's going to do it. So we were thinking three years, nine million total. Sold. I'll sign that. Hornets will have match rights on that. They do. So does yeah, somebody else but, want to but, decide on those but match yeah, rights? Hornets are, are basically, you're at the tax basically right now after that Seth Curry contract, aren't you? So I had it. I think they're actually theoretically would have the space to do this. I didn't do that deliberately, but yeah, you might as well just offer enough to like just barely be over the tax Sacramento. How about you do that? And then they'll never match it. I mean, yeah, they have precisely 3 million in space. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So three point one million. Why don't you start it? Yeah. Start. I'll just descend it. We'll just descend it. Why don't you just do that? Yeah. We'll just, we'll just structure it that way. And Charlotte will not match that. I think there we go. So Sacramento, so it's basically, we'll start at four million, and then whatever the maximum declines are from there, is that reasonable? Yeah, we can we can do. I, actually, we agreed to three nine. We'll do. We'll we'll see where the structure is. We'll we'll make it work. That's not gonna. Okay, so what what would the total contract on that be then? Just so we have it. Okay, so if we did three three nine and just descended it, that would be three point two in the first year, then three, then two point eight, basically. Which is still just enough to push Charlotte yeah. over the tax line if they match. Exactly. Very good. All right, nice. Travion Graham could start at the three for them. Uh, <laughs> Isn't Nemanja Bialica still out oh, there? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he is. Uh, he could also start at the three for them. But they have so many fours and fives, or so many 4.5s. Exactly. I don't know if he makes sense there. He might make sense in Indy, though. Yeah, I was just thinking that. I mean, Indy would well, first like to talk with uh, Glenn Robinson the third. Well, so quickly, the Warriors would like to say that, Bielitsa, we would always love to have you for the minimum, should that be of, of interest to you. I think we'd scare up something better than that. Okay. Uh, Glenn Robinson III, we have full bird rights on you, uh, willing to start an offer at three years, $10 million, similar to that uh, Travion Graham offer. Yeah, absolutely. I, w- I would love to do that, and uh, we- I can wait to sign it, though, so you can just keep my small cap hold on the books. Exactly. Oh, uh, that's uh, that's better than I expected. Glenn Robinson the third to do, but I guess with the with the I, with the bird rights, it's it, it, he gets a little bit extra there. There's also, I mean, Dallas was interested in him. I mean, there's a paucity of you know capable defensive threes on this year's market who can shoot at least a little bit. Yeah, and uh, even with Glenn, Glenn Robinson the third, there's still a paucity <laughs> of those. This is not wrong. Well, yeah, who else is kind of in the the three and D sort of market here? Jeff Green is available. James Ennis. Oh, actually, Nets with Joe Harris. You you uh, referred to me as a foundational piece. You've got uh, early bird rights on me. Would you be willing to bring me back for something like uh, three years, fifteen million? We were thinking three years, twelve million, and then front loading it. Okay, and I I have a minimum cap hold right now. Right, still exactly. Have some space left that you could use potentially. Right, and the room middle. Um, yeah, I mean, if anybody wants to maybe beat that, um, so it's three years, twelve million. Yeah, Utah's got a little money left still, right? We do, but I don't know if we want to commit 
that long to Joe Harris. Um, Minnesota would do one year, four and a half million. So that would be more money for next year, but we can't go beyond that year. Miami, despite our tax concerns, we, we'd like someone to fill that Wayne Ellington role from last season. We think Harris can do many of the similar things that he can. We'd be willing to offer three years, 15 million from our taxpayer mid-level. Ooh, Brooklyn, uh, you, Bro- you want to, I think Miami is a little bit nicer of a place to be a better team. I would still stick around, though, if you wanted to give me three years, 18 million. 16 and a half split the difference. <laughs> Judging by that echo, I think that was Dan that just coughed. Uh, so three years, 16 and a half is our offer. Oof. And we can put in some performance incentives if you want. Some unlikely incentives. Something Miami knows very well. <laughs> so that and that would push it to 17, 17 and a half million. So it'd be a million in incentives. You know what? I think I'll stick around in Brooklyn. I think I'll get to play more. Uh I've built my career in Brooklyn. I've got some loyalty there. I love I'm a big part of the culture in Brooklyn. I think I think I will actually stick around. I just don't know where this Miami team is going right now. And I don't really have much of a tan, so I don't think Miami is going to do much for me. I might <laughs> get burned out there. Not yet, that's you why, don't. That's why you go to Miami to get well, the tan. I, I, I could get a sunburn, though. I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> you sound just like him. <laughs> uh, he would then like to call up Marco Bellinelli. Yes. <laughs> um. I mean, we're going to start with one year at the minimum, but willing to do more if uh, if you have other offers out there. Do I have other offers out there? Houston would also offer one year at the minimum. That's interesting. Utah, how about you guys? Could you beat that offer? You need a shooter. Uh, Thunder would offer one year at the minimum. Ooh, I think that's probably the best so far. And uh, Minnesota would offer one year at the minimum. Okay, he are willing to go above the minimum. Then we'll do one year, three million. I mean, you're going to play in a system that's very favorable to your talents. You know that. You're going to look good. Build your value. Get a nice tan. Now, I, as an Italian, I think I can handle the, getting a tan. Yeah, that you sold me. <laughs> I'm going to Miami. <laughs> Sacramento, what do you got with the rest of your space? I got you with about uh, $15.6 million remaining right now. You're going to go another restricted free agent? There's uh, Zach Levine available. Jabari Parker on the restricted free agent market. Well, just so so just just a logistical question. I'm what's going on with Doug McDermott right now? <laughs> is he was he did you is he gone from Dallas? Did you need to clear his cap hold? Yes, we did. Okay, so he's unrestricted. Oh, that's great. So, Doug, we're thinking we're trying to figure out whether you would want a one-year deal or a multi-year deal. We would actually like to to have you on a two-year deal, but we're guessing, considering how bad the market is, that one year is probably more in your your line of line of thinking. Because we are not offering you close to everything we have left. We're thinking more in the like four million dollar range. This is in Sacramento. Yes. Uh, and how many years? One. Well, we're thinking one. If you would rather have more than one year at that price, we would be happy to do it. I don't know. I mean, I'm basically pretty similar to Buddy Heald and. <laughs> Bogdan Bogdanovich already. Is there anyone else who would be interested in me? I, I could definitely fill it up off the bench. I don't think that Sacramento offer is that great because uh, trying to build more value going forward would be difficult. Magic here, we still have our, depending on how we structure it with Ray Felton, we have a, a, the room mid-level or about that same amount of money in cap space. We can give him either one. It doesn't really matter. So we could do the set. Well, we would offer three and a half, a little bit less, but you would have an opportunity to play on, on our team. We're still looking for talent as well. Hmm. 
Yeah, all right. That sounds pretty good. And we have a lot of long arm guys to defend around you, so you don't have to worry about that as much. <laughs> yeah, sign me up. Why not? So is that for the full room mid-level? It's one, one three and a half was my offer. Okay. So same as Ray Felton, actually. Yeah, Orlando could use some shooting. Seems reasonable. Yeah, I thought about a Joe Harris offer with them, but then I thought once it started getting into multiple, once it started getting as far as it did, then I didn't want to do it. All right, so Doug McDermott is off the board. Blazers here. We'd like to uh, talk to Pat Connaughton about coming back, and we'd like to offer you a two minus one for six million. So that's three million a year. Yeah, with a team option or a non guarantee on the second year. My choice. Sure. I think I'll go with the the team option. Okay. That way, if it gets declined, there'd still be some chance of coming back. So two years, six million, second year team option for Pat Connaughton returning to the Blazers, who apparently have oodles of money and don't need to reduce their luxury tax bill at all. That's, I mean, our owner does have oodles of money. Last I checked. Uh, what were well, the Blazers are here. How about Shabazz Napier? Um, we'd like to make you a three-year, nine million offer. And how much is my qualifying offer? Uh, looks like two point four million, or uh, it looks like three point four million. Oof, yeah. Uh, I think I think the backup point guard market is going to be better next year. I I would probably rather just maybe take my qualifying offer, uh, but I'm just going to hold out for now, unless you want to increase that offer. No, I don't think we're we're opposed to that. Sacramento still got that fifteen million in space. It's back to you again. Yeah, we're 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 sitting here thinking about Jabari Parker a little bit, but I mean, he overlaps so much with with Bagley who we just drafted. And Zach Levine is not really of interest to us considering he um he play overlaps so much with a lot of the other guys we have. So am I correct that Exum took his qualifying offer? Is that what ended up happening? Yeah, stupidly, he should have just messed with the Jazz by leaving it out there so they as leverage to force them to keep his big capital on the books. Mm-hmm. But I think that he might have just been worried about them just pulling it, but it was small enough that that was it. But I did it just like the Magic traded for Alex Sabrinas and Patrick Patterson for free. Hey, we got Hamadou Diallo out of it. <laughs> we like Hamadou Diallo. About uh, Nerlens Noel. Anybody interested in trying to sign Nerlens Noel here? Bucks here. Uh, hello. This the the first one time year at the minimum. Heard it. It, you guys can't even offer. Do you even have like your taxpayer below? I mean, it looks like Jabari Parker isn't going to get any money here. You could offer me a little more, right? I have no idea what Jabari is doing or what we're doing with Jabari. And, you know, I'm not even sure exactly how you fit, but we do think if you can get on the court, you would be a good fit in our system. It could be good for us. You could rehab your value. But we can do one one year at the minimum. Houston would happily do one year at the minimum. Uh, the Clippers would do one year, three million. And what's my role there? I'm playing behind DeAndre Jordan. For now, yeah. Bucks, could I uh, potentially start? Like, would I be able to compete for a starting position there? I think you would be the favorite to start. I mean, I can't promise anything because Thonmaker is so up and down. But I think you would be the favorite to start. That's not bad. Any other just like minimum offers? I mean, if I got if that's all I'm doing is choosing between minimum uh, the, offers. The Warriors offer the minimum. Yeah, so I'm. And we don't have we don't have any centers on our books right now, really, other than Jordan Bell. Yeah. Orlando, how about a little uh, room exception action from you guys? 
Well, I think we're pretty close to uh, we we don't need centers. You know how many centers we have? Yeah, but the like Biombo and Vucevic aren't part of your plans at all. They aren't a part of our plans, but we, you know if we if we theoretically had you know if we had already lined up trades with them, we could. We're we're not interested at that at that price right now with what we just drafted Mobamba. We're fine. Atlanta? How about Atlanta? You guys need a, a center. You got seven million in space left. Cool. We have Deadman and Mescala and John Collins. And Plumley. Don't forget Plumley. We have Deadman and Mescala <laughs> and John Collins. Sixers here. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Brown is, is much murder? more emotionally intelligent than that, Danny. Uh, hey, Utah, how about you guys? You guys got some extra space. You could just move on from Epe Udo. I think I could be an upgrade over him. We are one of those teams that value culture. Uh, I guess Harsh. I don't need to complete the sentence. Uh, are, are, you, are you waiting for me to like elaborate on that? I thought that was pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess the Bucks, Bucks it is for New Orleans Noel. That's a Bucks that's here. A coup. Good, good to see the Bucks getting in on the action. Well, so I guess Jabari Parker. I clearly don't have an offer. Bucks, what what is your what was your last offer to me? Something awful. Yeah, but and it's probably worse now that we've seen the market. You want to do three years at thirteen million a year? I'll do three forty. Round up. If you could do a two plus one for me on that, I'll do it. Let me save some. Face no, just just because of the injury risk. It you know it. You know it, if you're playing. No, we can't do that. We'll we'll do a straight three forty. Anybody interested? You know, you taking the qual- the qualifying offer is not the worst thing to us. Well, Grizzlies here, we still have our full mid level available, and you would be a fascinating piece if that's just where your market is. So yeah, so you would you would that- sign me to a two, a two plus one at, at the the mid level. Sure. Yeah, because it's got to be at least two years. Well, we were actually thinking about offering you after off, offering you four years and having the last year be partially guaranteed. But we could do a two plus one. That's I mean, we would rather do the three and a partial, but that's okay. Any, any like sign and trade possibilities here, uh, Bucks with the with the Grizz? Hmm. Uh, we're, we're just to let you know, Jabari, we're not really planning on going above that offer. That's that's not a constraint for us. That's just where we think your market is. We will go a little bit, maybe if we can make the money work. But yeah, I mean, now that I hear you talking with the Bucks about something that's what like. 325, 326, 27, somewhere in there. Like, why why would we still be even offering 340? We might just pull that offer and dare you to sign that that offer sheet. We'll match it. Well, fine. I don't want to be there anymore anyway. So uh, see you later. I'll... But that's not how it works. So so you're signing the two plus one with us? I'd rather sign. I'd rather have the two plus one and uh, just get out of Milwaukee. And give up quicker. 13 million... Yeah, I, I'm going to be a, a star. I'm back. I'm healthy. But yet unwilling to take your qualifying offer. <laughs> yeah, because I could at least get $24 million guaranteed here. Or, or I guess it would, it would be the full mid-level for three years. So that'd be almost $27 guaranteed. And then I could get out after two years. Seems like a good a good uh, compromise. You going to sign that? Memphis, would I start there? Yeah, that would be our intention. Be having you start next to Marcus Ole and whatever undetermined pieces we have at the two and the three yeah no i'll I'll do it screw you milwaukee we're gonna match we have two years to trade you all right well uh 
We're not going to match right this second. We're going to wait and make it painful on Memphis. But we are. We'll just announce for everybody behind the scenes that we are going to match. Right, well, just uh, get ready for me to be a total cancer for you for the next three years. I'm clearly, oh, I'm what clearly else not new? in your plans. So you might as well. Just well, for for going to be our starting uh, power forward. As a point of reference, Mem- Memphis is wondering: Would there be a theoretical sign and trade situation, or is it just you want him at that price? Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at your roster, and it's not encouraging. We would also uh, agree that it is not encouraging. But like, <laughs> I mean, Jermichael Green would be a useful piece for you. We could yep. we could do something involving him. So it probably would have to like so Jermichael Green and a first round pick, and we'll do it. Well, we can't. We have our first round picks are really tied up because of the Boston trade. <sighs> you guys are the worst. <laughs> no, you guys are the worst. <laughs> uh, we could we could throw in like I think Deontay Davis, Deontay Davis would be a nice kind of Come upside on, guy for you. Come on, he's the, the highest paid second round American born pick ever at that time. <laughs> Do you want Chandler Parsons? He's great. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we'll take a like a distant first rounder. We'll take it like something like two years after it conveys to Boston, and we will pl- we will playoff protect it for two years, and then it would become or uh, yeah, that if that's allowed as as many years as allowed, and then it converts into a single second rounder. Lotto protected. Yes, lotto protected. <laughs> lotto protected for two years, and then it converts to a second rounder because then you'd be getting a pretty good second rounder. Um. So it'd be it'd be the second rounder within the same year. Same year, yeah. Uh, let's make it top eight, and it's a deal. Lotto protected for the first year, top ten protected for the second year, and then it converts to a second. That's our final offer. Okay, deal. So Jamichael Green is going back. God, that is just so so embarrassing for Jabari. <laughs> but hey, at least I'm going to go somewhere, an organization that believes in me. They put in some some money to keep me around. Uh, or they, they put in an asset to get me. I'm going to start there. They desperately need offense. Like, I think I could actually really thrive in Memphis. Congratulations starting there for one week until Jaron Jackson Jr. steals your job. Oh, we're anticipating eventually starting those guys together. But, yeah. Don't tell Mark. <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh, we're not telling Mark. Would the, would these Grizzlies be the worst team of all time that owes two future first round picks? No, probably like the the Nets. Brooklyn, yeah, yeah, the Nets ruin all of those. But. Oh, also all of those Cavs teams under Stepien, but oh yeah, Oh, that was just brutal. I mean, that's kind of the close enough to the return we the Bucks would have been seeking long term. So just to get it up front is fine. Yeah, I actually don't think that's a bad deal for Memphis. I mean, to get him that cheaply, you got to to if your plan is to try to like actually have some scoring upside on this team at some point and to be that cheap. Right. And then and and to have it be a 2 plus 1 it largely lines up with the rest of their books. So, yeah, I don't hate it. Oof. All right. Uh Zach Levine and the Bulls. Who's who's got the Bulls for real? Bulls here. Uh our offer is still 3 years, 30 million. Thought it was three years, forty million before. Wait, was it Ted? But I, I wouldn't take that either. I, I would just, uh, I, I'm gonna drag it out forever and, uh, and just do the qualifying offer if that's, if that's it. You're, you're gonna look, yeah, you're I gonna think... look real embarrassed if you just lose me after a year when you put all these assets together to trade for me. 
Well, we're gonna, we're going to know a lot more about both of us are going to know a lot more about your future in a year. So, oh, I, you know, I, I, I already a, know a lot about my future. I'll be leaving <laughs> after one year. So, adios. So, yeah, I mean, if you can't get to over fifteen million a year, then we got nothing to talk about. All right. Then. All right, Zach Levine's going to take his qualifying offer. How about Yusuf Nurkic? <laughs> I'm actually I, I'm not thinking even, I'm not about making it. To you Blazers. So I'm actually thinking about as the Kings making an offer on Nurkic because it seems on brand. <laughs> but I'm he's going to play small for it. <laughs> for the life of me, I can't figure out what that number would be. Like three years, fifteen million total. Like I don't. Uh, no, I wouldn't sign that. I would just sign the qualifying offer at that point. But yeah. I, I'm just not even returning your calls right now, Portland. I know you're not going to pull the qualifying offer from me, so we're going to just take this down to the wire. And if I you do, you. I do end up signing the qualifying offer, as I will, uh, so be it. Uh, can the Timberwolves make? It's not going to be our like our. Uh, can we just offer Anthony Tolliver the minimum for one year? We think he'd be a wonderful fit as a as a utility forward for us. Anybody else in for Anthony Tolliver? Indiana would beat that. What do you got there, Indiana? We have, let's see, before this Glenn Robinson contract is signed, uh, enough to offer you one year $3 million. That's not a big difference for Tolliver. Um, how about you just offer me the room exception instead, Indiana? I mean, we have, yeah. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll do one year $4 million. Uh The Warriors offer the minimum if you would prefer that. So what, what's my role... Indiana, you got Aaron Gordon starting at the four. You got Sabonis. You got uh, Miles Turner already. So I'm basically the fourth big. And those are all yeah. guys who need to play a lot. Eh, that's not great. Um, Bucks, you don't have Jari Parker anymore. You got some money now, right? Yes, we do. We we're just looking at how we can spend it. Uh, we're looking for a small forward. Uh, Celtics here, Tolliver, we will also offer you the minimum if you would rather play with us. I don't think so. It's tough to say where I would have the bigger role. I guess probably Minnesota would be it because uh, Bielitsa isn't there anymore. He's still on the market, amazingly. He is. Um, now, Minnesota, you could always bring me back. You still have my bird rights, even if I'm not restricted. So if you, if you could give me a real offer, I could come back there. It doesn't look like there's much else for me out there at this point. I think you're referring to Detroit. No, you mean you means Bielitsa. Yeah, oh, Bielitsa. Oh yeah, we're we're thinking about bringing you back as well. Okay, yeah, I guess it wouldn't preclude. Yeah, the Tolliver thing wouldn't. We just that. we just, we wanted to see on we want actually wanted to see on Tolliver because he was our he was our other option before we started talking to you again. Yeah, I guess Tolliver doesn't really have uh, many other options here. Detroit, you couldn't bring me back. We'd love to have you back for the minimum. Hmm. You know, I think maybe there's some comfort here in Detroit, and you can come back, and you know, we we know everybody in the locker room loves you, and. But we're just we're just too close to the tax to do anything more. I we could even we could even because we have you know some type of bird rights on you. We don't know specifically what right the second without looking. But uh, maybe we could make some type of deal that will sign you last. And depending on other moves and how the minimum shake out, that if we can do more than than the minimum and stay under the tax, it's not going to be much more. Uh, you know, hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands, whatever dollars, we would do that. Hmm. Yeah, and I played a lot there. I'm going to play a lot again this year, I would assume, because they aren't going to apparently sign anybody else. So yeah, we believe in we believe in Henry Ellenson, so we can't make any promises. But do with that uh, information what you will. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll go back. I think I could be a favorite of Coach Dwayne Casey, even even at age 35. <laughs> I'll go back to Detroit. I've had some good years there. Great to have you back. 
So we should probably uh, turn to Marcus Smart and the Celtics here. Can, can we throw something else out real oh, quick? Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest spenders now on the market, uh, Bucks here. Oh yeah. What, uh, we, what do you have to? Spend you know we Bucks? we are. Uh, you know, we could use maybe almost the non-taxpayer middle-level exception, almost all of it, maybe. Uh, we want a wing capable of, of being our backup small forward. I'm not sure that guy's on the market. So while Marcus Smart is negotiating, I just want to throw this out there. If there's anybody uh, who is overpaid, you know, making an eight-digit salary, we would be interested in trading John Henson for an even higher-paid wing. Uh, if anybody has somebody out there who's looking to reduce their payroll. Uh, but you uh, can go on with Marcus Smart now, unless somebody well, so knows right or, away. Hey, Orlando, how do you feel? Uh, how do you feel about Evan Fournier? Well, we are intrigued. Somebody has that extra year. Hmm. But he could play. He would. He could play on your team. He would be a rotation player right away. Wouldn't need the ball as much, and he's a lot better than John Henson. Let me look real quick at the tax. But if that would work with the tax, I think I would do it. But, but do those guys' salaries match for trade purposes? That is a good question. I to throw Yeah, KP, you're the expert on that one. All right, let me let me do the math on this. Uh, that would be twelve million. Yeah, they only need to throw in uh, Tyler Zeller. <laughs> can you part with Tyler Zeller? Yeah, where's where's Joe? I'm just Prunty? wondering if Danny can stop. Where's Joe? Prunty I'm just wondering if Danny can stomach it. <laughs> Isn't he in like Phoenix or something? Where is Joe Prunty this year? I can't remember. Yeah, so we, we would do that. We would do Henson and Zeller for Evan Fournier. Can I ask the peanut gallery, since you were critical, my other magic move, how you would <laughs> feel about this one? Yeah, I think it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would demand some. I mean, getting off of Henson, like you got to get some assets back there. Right. I mean, uh, Fournier's what contract what is not that negative. What I'm, I mean, what I was I'm, thinking like Evan Turner for Henson. Yeah. They need more non shooters on the wing. <laughs> well, so basically the idea from Orlando's perspective was basically to unify their cap space, but it's true that they don't have to do that right now. So yeah, I, I'm thank, thankful to the peanut gallery. I will reject that offer. Okay. So while Marcus Smart is negotiating, if anybody else comes up as, that's the type of deal I'm looking for. Yeah, maybe you guys can work on that one in the background while I negotiate with the Boston Celtics. What was your last offer, Boston? I'm not technically sure that I made one. I was. I said it was below the 12 million that you thought was your minimum, and you said I told you to go out and get an offer. And I, I I'm not entirely sure that you did. Uh, so. I'm entirely sure that I didn't. <laughs> Sacramento, you wouldn't be interested in me. Give me a little. I mean, we're, a, we're The problem w- is that we think that you want the ball in your hands a lot, and we already have De'Aaron Fox. We already didn't take Luka Doncic because we didn't want to put another guy with the ball in his hands next to him. Dude, I could play the three for you guys, basically. I could guard threes. That would be way better than anyone you have in your roster right now. Hey, now, Tra- we have Travion Graham. We're set. No. Um, well, so, but here's the thing. as we For Sacramento, we, we would probably be thinking about a three-year offer, so that would be, we were maybe at Sacramento, three years total of 22 million we're not looking to tie up our space unnecessarily though we could structure it in a way to give maximum pain to the celtics should you be interested in giving maximum pain to the celtics maybe let's see if the celtics i'm having this conversation with sacramento i'll tell you what you know i realize i haven't gotten an offer sheet if you're willing to give me uh three years 33 million uh, i'd be willing to get that done so 333 that would put us into the luxury tax for this year and presumably next year and 
depending on what happens with Al Horford the year after that. No, we 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 want to see what you can get on on the market for that. If we don't want to do three for thirty, well, what is your what now, is your offer then, Celtics? Let's do. We'll say three years, twenty five million. Sacramento, would you give me a sheet at twelve million a year? No. All right, I guess I got to sign that with Boston three for twenty five. I feel like Smart would probably take his qualifying offer over that. Over over three for twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. What what I was trying to build was the single lowest offer where it was a tough decision. Yeah, I mean the right decision I think would be to just take that offer, but Smart might just take the qualifying offer anyway. If there's so many other guys who've taken the qualifying offer at this point. Also worth noting that twenty nineteen, not all that much money left all of a sudden just for that season. Uh, mm, I think there's still a pretty decent amount. Most of my teams have kept space for 2019. Yeah, yeah. Poor Dan. Dan is just like the East taxed out teams. How did that end up happening to him? He said he didn't have any preferences in terms of the teams he had, and most teams are taxed out. He has the Hawks, doesn't he? <laughs> I do have the Hawks, but I because I have all the taxed out teams. Nate has often had my Hawks. <laughs> I'm good with it. Well, there. Here, here's a here's a little bit of a meta note. There aren't that many teams in this that are interesting, especially with the way the LeBron, Paul George thing went out. Yeah, you know, I would like to remind everybody that I have a very interesting team in San Antonio that has a telephone. We it does not make outgoing calls, but it accepts them. <laughs> well, can, yeah, go ahead. Well, can does, I throw it accept, out? does it accept them from all numbers or only from all but one number? <laughs> uh the latter i mean at this point the lakers have no interest in trading for Kawhi. like what would be the point we're this year we're not doing anything this year anyway and now we're completely free and clear to sign him next summer can i throw someone out there please mavericks here yogi farrell have you uh have uh, you kept my qualifying offer on the books we we sure have kept your your uh, your bird rights in your qualifying offer. Uh, would you be interested in a three year ten million deal? Desperately. <laughs> All right. Yeah, play play a little backup point guard. Can shoot the ball, which is nice next to either Smith or Doncic. Sure, sign me up. So uh, who who still has anything that they're willing to spend at this time? We we got Sacramento has the fifteen point six million in space. Dallas and Indiana both have like the room exception and like three million in just regular space. Lakers have the room exception. And do you guys want to start making some offers with those? I think it, that's really a better way to do it now at this point is you guys just go through your space, make offers on, on whoever is left rather than me picking guys on the list and hoping to God that someone might be interested. Bucks here. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rudy Gay. Uh, one year, four million. Oof! I just opted out of eight point eight. Spurs, you want you wouldn't want to just take me back for the same same thing I opted out of, but maybe add a year on, <laughs> and then maybe a partial guarantee for the year after that. Uh, no, <laughs> we just you know you left and and we signed a small forward who I'm struggling to remember, but we definitely uh, did. Besides, uh, Ru- we signed Rudy, Kyle Anderson, Luke Bonmute, Sa- Luke Bonmute, Sac- yeah. Sacramento here. We would offer you. <laughs> We would offer you five million, and you would have an opportunity to start for us. And you, you left on good terms. Oh no! He called it basketball hell. Um, yeah. Houston would offer Rudy Gay the minimum. The Warriors would also offer the minimum. Uh, Pacers here. Yeah. 
We would offer Rudy Gay four point our remaining cap space, which is four point eight million for one year. Can't you can't do a one plus one there, Pacers? No, we're trying to keep our cap space open for next summer. Do you really have that much space next summer? You, if you really are going to uh, use that much, you could just stretch me next summer or trade me. I'm mean, going to be a good value at four million with all all the teams that are going to have cap space next year. If I do opt in. I mean, you don't have a better offer, so I'm not sure what what your leverage is right here. Bucks, yeah. So what what's your best offer at this point? Like, what do we need to do? We want you. We we have identified you as clearly the top uh, player that we need available. What what's it going to take? Well, so what's what's my role in Milwaukee? Am I starting there? Um, no, probably not. But you might be finishing. You know, I think under our new coaching staff, we might play Giannis more. At center, especially in crunch time, uh, so we could definitely see you in the finishing lineup. Yeah, I mean, I probably would basically be taking on the Jabari Parker role from last year. So I, I guess I, I guess I have to take that. Wow, that's uh, I mean, I guess so. It's it's either that or it's what the minimum with the Rockets or or the Warriors. Any other like good teams interested in me? The, the Spurs are interested in bringing you back at the minimum. Uh, the Clippers, we could give you four million. But you wouldn't be starting for us either. Cause you'd be starting for us when Dylan Gallinari isn't healthy. So you'd be starting for us, I guess. Hmm. <laughs> Utah, what about you guys? You could use me. We could? Yeah, you guys need some more scoring. You need someone who can get a bucket one-on-one against a switching defense. Stretch four option. I mean, we have Jay Crowder kind of as our stretch four-ish guy now. Well, who, who else are you spending your money on at this point, Utah? You know, I, I, we, we're kind of favoring going into the season with some flexibility. We will be the only good team with cap flexibility are you, are you gonna, in the entire are you league. Are you going to be able to look Rudy Gobert in the eye and say you could have got Rudy Gay this year for $7 million and not not uh, signed him? So you could go. I think he'll be happier with with who we trade for in season than that. Who is going to who are you going to trade for during the season just into your cap space with with? Six million caps, and then that cap space is going to go away when you fill out the rest of the roster, too. That's a decent point. Um, I, it's just tough for us because our team is already so deep. I'm not, you know, I don't think there's going to be a don't lot of have, playing time you don't for have, like, anybody. Jarebko can't play in the playoffs. Like you need a, a another four who can play. Crowder needs to play the three, probably. Well, we have, Ingles is going to play. All right. Well, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not going to put a gun to your head. I guess I'll just sign that Milwaukee offer. Great. So was it one four or was it one five? That was one. I don't. One, I honestly don't. It was remember. one four. Okay, great. But you took less money in in Milwaukee than where? Indiana. What did you guys offer in India? Four point seven. Uh, yeah, because I'm have a bigger role in Milwaukee. All right. I think the Bucks actually with the new coach could be better. But have you looked at what we've done this offseason? So Sacramento, are you completely out of the game now with your fifteen point six million? I'm not sure I would necessarily say we're out of the game. I just don't really have any pressing pressing needs that we're we're pursuing. Well, I mean, it's uh, you control the market here. You can get basically whoever you want. So why don't you go through the list and make an offer if you want to, or we'll just stop uh, haranguing you. Well, we're thinking about another option at the at the three, and we were thinking about James Ennis, and our offer would be. 3 million for next year and then another th- another so basically a 5% raise on that but make the second year we can do it as a team option or non-guaranteed which with an early guaranteed date whichever one of those you find better so 
basically three million guaranteed, and then a second year with three million as well. Well, yeah, a little bit more, but not much more. The Warriors will offer you the minimum if that is more of interest to you. Yeah, I think I'd rather. And, yeah, Min- and Minnesota will also offer the minimum. Yeah, I think Minnesota is is probably better. I mean, it, Sacramento, why don't you just up your offer to like five million, and then we're good. Okay, so we'll do we'll do five million, but then we'll move back the guarantee date to July thirtieth. Okay, so James Dennis, two years, ten million, second year non guaranteed, guarantee date July thirtieth. Wizards here, yes. Ty Lawson, one year minimum. Fine, great. Oh, I was hoping he was going to go back to Denver. So some of you teams that have the room exception out here, it's up to you guys. You guys make some offers, Lakers. Utah, you've still got some space. Dallas, you've got the room exception. Indiana has the room exception. All right, who's next here? Well, while we're talking about point guards and fitting everything in, the Celtics would like to offer Brad Wanamaker the, the minimum to join our team. I, I played well for Fenerbahce last year, and I could be this year's Shane Larkin, who actually played a lot, and uh, probably could be a little bit less exploitable defensively. So, yeah, si- sign me up. Well, that's probably not great news for Shane Larkin. Danny Ainge does not have any sympathy or for anyone. Eh, maybe his kids. Uh, so let's move on to the the Clippers. So what the Clippers have, they have some money left, but what we're and we only have one roster spot. What we're looking for is a backup center, and our target is Alex Len. Unless Dwight Howard is willing to agree to come and never complain about being a backup and playing backup minutes and promise promise to be a good soldier, then we would be Dwight Howard would be number one, but we, he would need to make those uh, agreements. Well, Dwight Howard, since I was bought out by Brooklyn, I, I would like to try to find a team that's a little bit closer to contention. I'm making plenty of money this year, so whatever you're going to offer doesn't do much. So okay. what do you want to offer to Alex Lund? So for Alex Lund, we are thinking about we would prefer to do a, a multi-year contract, and what we're thinking is two years five million dollars so so two 2.5 per year what do you have to offer below the tax clippers we have some flexibility we we actually are we're about seven million below the tax line since we declined to match on montrez harrell we got a little bit more wiggle room there but we are not willing to go too deep in that because we want flexibility for buyout guys and so we could go a little bit more but not much uh alex lennon anybody else i mean i'd like to maybe have a little more upside than that i mean a second year at 2.5 million is pretty rough uh i mean i i would rather just do one year in the minimum probably than that i I would say anybody want to just give me that as alex lund hey wizards how how about i could be like your starter you guys need a starting center right now wizards you got yan mahimi and that's it you trade away gortat uh we would uh like to talk to dwight howard once he is available okay okay uh anyone else for uh alex lund though at, at this this point in time here Hey, P- Portland, uh, you guys. Well, well, Charlotte, Charlotte, we would we have enough wiggle room to give you one year at the minimum if that's what if you'd rather be our you could fit in our center rotation with Zeller and with Willie Erna Gomez. Yeah, I mean, that probably sounds better than playing behind DeAndre Jordan. And I also got to compete with Boban as well. Minnesota, you guys need a ninth backup center. How, how about you? We're good. We're looking we're looking more at at forwards than centers so we're, we're we're okay we love we like your talent but we already have and not only that we have our center signed for multi-year contracts dallas dallas so the clipper the clippers will turn back clippers will offer you four million for okay, one year that'll do that'll do okay wow i really leveraged it. that's uh leveraged that massive hornets offer uh yeah let's let's talk uh dwight howard here uh, with the wizards that's uh that's certainly intriguing how much do you have to offer wizards 
Uh, Wizards here, we'd like to offer you the minimum uh, for a one-year contract, but you are going to be our starter. We know you're already getting paid for the Nets, and we have these luxury tax problems. Uh, so it seems to be a good match all around. Well, I think uh, certainly I can match John Wall's edict that they have to get younger and more athletic at center. <laughs> <laughs> you're still athletic, I think. We, we believe in your athleticism, and you're not that old. You should see the other guys. No, no, I mean, of course, center with you. Yeah, no, really young. Of course, I'm not that old. I, I'm I'm young and I'm more athletic. I, there's no irony to that statement whatsoever. <laughs> the, White Howard, I, I, the man who once had a, on his personal website that I was an Adonis created by the Greek gods with my physique. So how could I possibly be aging? <laughs> Grunfeldman agrees. <laughs> how did we wait this long for a Grunfeldman reference? I guess. It, the Gortat trade would have been a good time. I was about to say they haven't really signed anyone. Yeah, I guess Wizards, it's got to be the minimum for you guys since you only got 10 players on your roster right now and you're, what, $4 million below the tax? Uh, Something like that. I guess that. you're $8 million below the tax. Uh, yeah, you could offer me a little more, yeah. couldn't you, with that minimum level? At least get me up to, like, I gave up $3 million in a buyout. How about, like, you give me $3.5 million just so I can feel like I, I pulled one over on those dastardly nets. Well, then you're just really kind of pulling one over on us because it's not that much more than your minimum, and then the league would cover a share of it if it's your if you're just on the minimum. Well, anybody else uh, for Dwight Howard here? Oh yeah, under here, uh, we would also we would offer you the minimum to be our backup. Yeah, that's center. no good. I, I guess there's really nowhere. Is there anywhere else I could start? I guess I, I'm definitely the best center still on the market. I, I think that's pretty clear, but. The Warriors are are intrigued, but we're we're queasy about offering you just with the chemistry in our locker room, and there are so many other talented centers around. So we're we're um, okay. Well, here I'll tell you what, Wizards. If you give me a, a one plus one for the minimum, uh, I could do that. I guess I guess that would mean you also don't get the t- the savings from the league again, though, huh? Yeah, the, the savings are very important to us. All right, I guess I, I, with that role, I can. I'm, I mean, look, you know, you're opting out anyway, right? Like, there's no way you're going to be on a minimum two years oh, in a row. Certainly not. Okay. <laughs> all right great value there for the wizards the warriors the, uh, would like to the warriors the, would like to talk quick, to the, the sure. wizards are considering stretching jason smith uh but probably will wait until days after this podcast ends <laughs> okay <laughs> uh the warriors would like to talk to nemanja bielitsa we're just trying to figure out what you want because we can only offer you the minimum but we're happy to offer you the minimum if that's if that's what you're looking for we know that other teams will offer you more money but we just wanted to kind of see what what you're thinking because our situation is special you'd get a chance to be on a play regular rotation minutes on a championship favorite if not contender well i think i'm really the best free agent left on the market at this point i'm totally unrestricted so uh, i think i can do better than the minimum and do better in terms of of playing time uh i'm yes yes Uh, pacers here we would offer you a one-year deal at a remaining cap space before signing Glenn Robinson the third, which is a little less than four point eight million. Yeah, that sounds yeah. Timberwolves, Timberwolves here. We will offer you. So we we still have we still have space, and we actually still have your bird rights as well. We were thinking four and a half million, but you could have a reliable rotation role with us. I mean, you've seen what we can. We have more of a need than the Pacers, who just signed Aaron Gordon to be their guy. Hey, Dallas, you guys have the room exception left. What, what about uh, me going there? I could play a little bit more there, maybe. Mm, we're not sure that we have a lot of playing time available, particularly because we think you'd be a tough fit at small forward with uh, Luka Doncic. Uh, Knicks, you guys have no stretch fours. You have your full MLE available. 
Uh, how about how about there? Just to get some respectability, I'd be a good fit with Porzingis when when he comes back. But you need someone before that. We really liked Michael Beasley's contributions last year. We're, we've here marked that spot for him. Well, Michael Beasley will be calling up to get that full MLE contract uh, right after this. Uh, OKC. I mean, I get like you guys. You have your mini mid level available. Uh, could you give me that just that for one year, and then I can uh, actually. I mean, I could even sign that for two years if you want. And uh, I mean, you basically need a backup at every position. I could swing between the three and the four for you. You need players who can actually shoot and pass on your team. Uh, no, we think with the veterans we have, we'll be attractive enough on minimum contracts to fill out our bench and not have to take the tax hit of using more than a minimum. Uh, Portland mini mid level, Nemanja Bielita, Toronto. No, no. Washington, if you stretch Jason Smith? Yeah, stretching Smith would just allow us to get under the tax and have a, a full roster instead of having to carry fewer spots. Jeez, all right. I guess it's a – so Minnesota, what was your offer again? I know Indiana gave us the, the $4.8 million. We were We initially offered four point five, but we would give you we, – we do a four point eight if that makes the difference. Yeah, all right. I guess I'll go back there. I mean you still have my bird rights, uh, Minnesota, even if I'm no longer restricted. So you can just pay me out of that doesn't break into any of your exceptions which is nice too correct and you might be able to get a little more space if you want to stretch cole aldrich his waived amount as well okay uh this is mike beasley's agent uh i heard uh that uh new york you might be willing to make a, an offer for the mini mid level three one year bring you back no you know we're, ex- we're excited about having you back as part of our roster though we were thinking more at the the minimum again now well, at least you got the bae at least give me that what is i mean there's no opportunity cost there you're james dolan you can just throw money at things you're, you're right at the cap right now no danger of running into the tax all yeah. right because we'll otherwise the but we'll, we'll take it we'll take it of course out of the the mla so we don't actually use that exception yeah. but that amount yeah well you you could even leave uh you could decide later i guess which it is but yeah that that amount that's good because other i'm sure i would have a, other minimum offers available i mean unless anybody wants to Wants to beat that offer. I'm guessing Beasley's market is pretty similar to Bielitsa's, though. Uh, Pacers, you, you interested? No, thanks. Very well. Wow, it's, uh, it's amazing how different the thinking is between the Pacers and, and the Knicks here. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the Knicks really valued Beasley's contributions last year. Okay, Michael Beasley is off the board, as is Nemanja Bielitsa. Anybody else want to make some offers here? Uh, Pacers here, now that we have been unable to get Bielitsa, we'd like to call up Dante Cunningham. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I, I'd be basically, for you guys, the, the fourth big stretch four option? Yeah, maybe even play a little three, depending on matchups. Swing between the three and the four for us. So, uh, yeah, we see you playing on a, re- a regular role for us next uh, season. Well, so I assume you'd be willing to offer either the room exception or the remainder of your cast space? We're going to start with a one-year offer at the minimum and see you go from there. Okay. Would anyone else like to help them get above that? <laughs> that sounds like a pretty decent role for Dante Cunningham. Nobody else interested? Wizards, you still need a backup four. Mike Scott also still very available, by the way, for uh, the backup four role. Yeah. I have a team that's interested in Mike Scott, but not as interested here. Yeah, Wizards would prefer to resign Mike Scott. How, how did Houston might have some interest in Dante Cunningham? How the hell the did minimum? Utah not get involved on Bielitsa, by the way? They the room exception and they have 7.4 million in space still you need a you need a, a stretch four mm. what are you doing utah Bielita is like the perfect utah guy 
Yeah, we were probably asleep on the clock a little bit on that one. That makes a lot of sense. Oh, and, and now Dan gets to complain. <laughs> he had all those teams with no flexibility. And well, then- Utah, I mean, I, I haven't signed that offer yet. It's just a, an understanding. We've seen guys go back before. Wait, 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 wait. We had a deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, he changed agents because he, th- that agent was so stupid to not even engage Utah in talks with all those teams he went after. So a new agent now. Things have changed. Utah, how about how about one year at the rest of your cap space? Seven point four million. No, that's uh. What what was the uh, understanding offer? Four point eight million with the Wolves, but I'm gonna I have a bigger role in Utah, I think, and and it's a, a more egalitarian system. <laughs> might actually touch the ball. Yeah, so one year four run million more pick and rolls than anyone in the league. I get to. Yeah. Uh, wait, so you're going to offer me less now than the Wolves? You were just saying how it's what, a better what role. You, what else are you doing with that space, Utah? You, you're basically like, aren't you all like pretty out of uh, roster spots anyway or close to it? Yeah, that's why we didn't really get involved because we kind of thought we were done. But that's like a good value. We would just sign you and figure it out. Yeah. All right. But you got to at least match the Wolves offer. Otherwise, I'm not doing it. Uh, you can go to Minnesota Oof. then. Wow. I really want to see what Utah is doing wow. in the space. That is. Uh, I had more respect for Dennis Lindsay than that. Also, don't the Jazz only have like twelve players under contract? Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. Because they they waived Jarebko and yeah. Udo, correct? Hey, you're going to look pretty stupid waving Jarebko and then not even getting an upgrade at at stretch four. But all right, well, Minnesota it is. Uh, forget that I ever said anything, Minnesota, about not taking that offer. <laughs> so where were we again? Yeah. All right, back to. Dante Cunningham, Houston would have some interest in the minimum. I'm, I'm assuming that the Rockets would be a more attractive destination than the Pacers. Yes, that would certainly be correct. All right, if the Pacers, if we're going to have, how much more do we have to offer? One year, three million to do it? Uh, I've been around for a while, right? Isn't my minimum pretty close, like 2.5? If you, why don't you just give me the room exception, Pacers? I mean, you're, you're, do you really have that many roster spots left at this point anyway? Like, why not just do that? Make me happy. No. I mean, we actually have four, depending on whether we sign Alizé Johnson to a uh, an NBA contract. But yeah, I guess you don't have that many spots. Uh, I, I would do it for three point five. All right, deal. Rockets here. Yeah, uh, we would like to call the agent for Lucas Nogueira. We've heard that uh, the uh, the Raptors rescinded their qualifying offer to you and made you an unrestricted free agent, and we would love to have you as our backup center on a one year deal for the minimum. Or actually, we'll you know what we'll do a one one plus one. Ooh, that's ooh. Brooklyn was willing to offer one year at the minimum, but not the one plus one. Well, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Thunder you can't here. you can't offer me more than that. I, I mean, you need a backup center. I I wouldn't I wouldn't use the word can. I would use the word okay. Won't. Well, I I think. He, you could have me if you offered me uh, the room exception uh, on a one plus one. You are you are our number two option, and we're confident we're going to get oh, our number enough. one. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, between Houston, uh, OKC, I mean, Stephen Adams plays a lot of minutes. Capella plays a lot of minutes as well. I mean, I think Houston, I, I would just look so good in their system with all those great players. They got LeBron now. So probably Houston makes the most sense for me. I could have a great year there and, and maybe uh, get a little better contract offer next summer. So unless anyone else wants to get in offering more money than Houston, they probably have the best minimum offer at this point. We believe we All do. Right, sign it up. Houston not even saving money on the minimum because of the one plus one, but that's okay. It's for well, money. Well, remember that Bebe only has four years of experience, so that's it's not true. as big of a difference as it is with some of the veteran players. A fair point. The Brooklyn Nets would like to talk to Tyrone Wallace. Interesting. You are You are saddled with that two-way qualifying offer and what we were thinking is so it has to be a two it has to be a two-year offer sheet so the first year would be fully guaranteed 
the second year would only be a hundred thousand guaranteed at this point. And then so so basically for you that would be converting you to an NBA contract as much as we could allow. Why don't you just guarantee both years? Because the here's the thing: the Clippers, I could see them matching. We just talked about the space that they have uh, because they have all these 2019 aspirations. So if you could guarantee that second year, then they probably won't match. I bet you they would match if you don't guarantee that second year. I mean, I, I know you have these cap space aspirations, but number one, if you believe in me, you could always move me if you have to, and or like stretch me and get me down to under two million dollar hit for next year. I mean, that's I'm not going to kill you if you – I mean, this is a great well, chance to get a, a good player at age 25 on your roster for a couple of years. How about this? We'll, we'll make it 100000 not guaranteed, so it will be just a little bit short of the full amount, and then that will be close enough just to get us a little bit out, and then it will be less to stretch Doesn't if we have to stretch. Doesn't an offer sheet have to be fully guaranteed for two years? I believe it's just no options. Yeah, I think that's right. What Danny just said? Yeah. Ugh, non-guaranteed offer sheet. I don't think I've ever heard of that before, but yeah, because usually, but but I mean, but it, maybe with the two way you don't have much leverage, so it's actually, exactly it, maybe that's why there would be something un, unprecedented. Uh, yeah, yep. I guess that's true. It has to be for two years, but nothing about whether it has to be guaranteed or not. So, uh, anybody else want to give me more than four million dollars in guaranteed money as Tyrone Wallace? You can give me an early guarantee date at least, nuts. We'll do July fifth of next year. Okay, that's reasonable. Uh, all right, I'll sign it. Clippers, what do you think? Are you going to match this? I think we're going to wait five days. <laughs> well, you can only wait two days to make the decision. <laughs> That's true. I, I think at this point we're late enough in the process you might have to just decide now because I don't want to have to remember to go back to this yep. later. <laughs> you know what? What the clip? What the Clippers? What the what the Clippers are going to do is we're going to match this, and then we have we do have the flexibility to sign this contract, and we'll just cut somebody on a guaranteed deal. We still won't hit the tax. We're okay. Okay. And it's possible that the Nets would then claim him off waivers, but we'll deal with that one. Oh no, they would they be allowed to? Yeah, I guess they would. Well, no, if, once yeah, you it wouldn't be a trade. Sheet, uh, I mean, I guess you could just cut him still. Yeah, that's, I mean, you just can't trade him. You could. Uh, all right, that was fascinating. Our first ever two-way contract restricted free agent offer sheet. Thunder here. Uh, let me guess. You're going to offer someone the minimum. <laughs> <laughs> but we really like him. Greg Monroe, we think you'd be a great fit as our backup center. And maybe even playing in some uh, two big lineups with Steven Adams. Yeah, Billy, uh, Billy Donovan has had some success with two big lineups. And, uh, you know, I think I could be an upgrade uh, defensively at the four over Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's actually that's quite plausible. Okay, yeah, it, that's not bad. I mean, I like playing center, but, you know, I'm a good passer. Uh Anybody else got an offer, though? I mean, it's still Stephen Adams plays a lot, so I wouldn't mind having somewhere where I'd have a little bit more of a chance to play. But uh, if if there's nothing else out there, I'll just take that Thunder offer. Wait, Jazz, I mean, here, we would also offer you the minimum. Oof, man. This is, this is rough for Greg Monroe because, remember, he could have had a four-year – max offer from the box in and been, been making 20 million this year and instead he went for a two plus one and uh that's pretty tough uh hornets hornets here we'd be interested in the minimum but we'd like to talk to amir johnson first so if you're willing to wait a couple minutes if you'd rather listen to yeah, us, i think i'll just go that. with the with okc at this point that's uh that's probably the right place especially it'll be a good team i'll get a little bit of exposure there at least 
if I can just get back on the market again, I'm sure that max offer will be waiting for me. <laughs> Great to have you on board. Hey, Rockets here. We'd also we'd like to offer Amir Johnson one year at the minimum. Hornets, we we just said that we would offer you one year at the minimum, and we don't have we we have a better opportunity than the Rockets because they just signed another player to a a larger contract than the you know a one plus one as opposed to just the straight minimum. Yeah, no, I think you. I'd actually play with the Hornets. So unless anybody else wants to get in a, on Amir Johnson, I'll just go to the Hornets for the minimum. Portland, I mean, I, I, Yusuf Nurkic hasn't quite taken his qualifying offer yet. I mean, do, don't you have a a need for a, a starting center right now? If Nurkic doesn't take, oh, that? no, we're still into. We're anticipating him coming back for the qualifying offer. I guess they got Ed Davis back anyway, right? So he could just, yeah, he it got is correct. Them. Uh, all right, that's fine. Amir Johnson, Charlotte, backup center market's really heating up here. One year. Let, let's keep that heat going. The Brooklyn Nets are interested in Noah Vonley. We think that you'd be an interesting potential pick. We have so what we have is we have two point three million in cap space, and so we would like to do that to give you a a two-year contract that would give you more stability and then we would have an op- we would have an ability to you know keep you as an option for next season hmm well a, an option a, a, that second year is guaranteed right yeah yeah we we're, we we just have you in in the center rotation at that point we we assume it would be you jared allen and then if need be we could trade you but we think that's a reasonable amount Oof. as a technical matter though we would probably use the room mid-level exception for part of that but we have we have somebody in mind for the rest of that so we we're not, we're not offering you more money it's just from an accounting perspective well anybody else interested in in noah vonley uh, atlanta you guys could use a stretch four. you know i'm really a four right uh yeah we would uh we'd offer you the minimum yeah i mean i guess you got all these Plumley and Mescala and yeah i guess it's probably better to go to, better to go to brooklyn but, but we for what it's worth, we are looking to trade those guys. We think you know they can be not plumly, but the others can be part of salary dumps. And so th- we do think that our big man minutes will open at some point during the season. Well, Brooklyn here, ours already are open, so you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I guess I'll go to Brooklyn. I'll do that two-year deal. It's uh, I just, it sucks as the number nine for number nine overall pick, but I really just don't have any other options. So uh, yeah. Warrior, well, oh, Warriors here, We're, we want to talk briefly with David West just to see what you're thinking. We would do a one-year deal at the minimum, but if you want to retire, that's fine. We just need to know how many minutes we're thinking for our center no, spot. I would, I would love to come back. Uh, I mean, I've seen all this reporting that uh, they're going to just move on from me, but I still think I'm pretty good. I performed really well last year, and uh, I would love to come back. I don't see any reason why not. Okay, that's good to know. Hey, Rockets here. Uh, Kavon Looney, are you interested in a one-plus-one at the minimum? Oh, you son of a bitch. Well, that's interesting. Uh, I certainly could be. Warriors, do you guys want me back? I know you can only pay me, pay me the $2.1 million, but if you could uh, give me a two-year or, or a one-plus-one at that same, starting at my the most you can pay me, which is $2.1 million this year, uh, I would return. Otherwise, uh, I think I would go for that Rockets offer. So how would you feel? What we're thinking is either giving you the minimum on a one plus one, which is what you get with Houston, or that two plus or that full two plus one on a single year contract, because we still have your full bird rights. We think we can make that work. Is that which of those two offers would be preferable? The full two point one, you mean? The full two point one on a one year contract or a one plus one at the minimum. Oh, so my minimum is probably like one point five or something like that. They're probably like one point. Yeah, I think I'll go for the one plus one is probably a better choice there. Uh, cost me four hundred thousand, okay. but I get guaranteed money for next year if I need it. So yeah, I, I think I'll do that. And uh, 
And Rockets, uh, could you offer me a bigger role than Golden State? I, I don't think you could, really. I mean, you already got two centers under contract, and you like to play P.J. Tucker at center. So he had six and one half dozen the other. I think I'll just stick where I'm comfortable with Golden State. Well, we don't have P.J. Oh, yeah, Tucker anymore, right. if you'll recall. But they've signed Bebe. So, yeah, we, we view you situationally. I mean, you would have the opportunity to emerge as our primary backup center, depending on how you play compared to Pepe. And, you know, obviously you played a bigger role last season in Golden State than he did in Toronto. So we think you'd have a good chance to win the, the backup starting the backup center job. Oh, I could be the starting backup center. <laughs> Someone said that. Yeah. Earlier. We starting. have we have we have a lot more warriors. You know, you have a lot of upside. And if you play well, you, you can get starter minutes in the playoffs where you know you're always fighting for scraps in in houston and they might not even play a center yeah you know what though it really seems like with jordan bell with west coming back i, I think I'll, and i'm pissed off that you guys declined my option i think i will go to houston warriors here we've made a, a lifetime out of rehabilitating and giving championships to former washington wizards we would like to talk to jan vesely <laughs> wow well i mean you can only offer me the one minimum, year, though right one, we can but we think that would be a, a worthwhile offer yeah, for you. California and taxes, it, these it, European contracts, a lot of times they're they're paid as if they're tax-free. So I, 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 the minimum is not going to be enough for me. I'm sorry. Your funeral. Thunder here. Yes. Nick Calathus, would you be interested in, in coming in to be our backup point guard for the minimum? We'd give you a one plus one. Rockets would match that offer. Yeah, I mean, I was the best player in Europe by uh, some obscure statistical translations this year. So <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, I, I could get just get a lot more than that. I mean, you're really going to have to break into, you know, give me a, a two or three year deal, uh, you know, starting at three million per season or more. If nobody can do that, then I'm just going to go back to Europe where I've been very comfortable. I've continued to develop my game there. I'm tired of getting yanked around in the nba unless you can really offer me i mean i'm one of the biggest stars in europe like i I like that much more i mean atlanta you guys could maybe use the backup point guard once you trade uh dennis schroeder i could be a value contract for you guys you could trade me make some money off of me too which is exactly what i'd be saying when i wanted to sign somewhere (laughs) yeah we've kind of come to the conclusion we're probably gonna have to keep schroeder for a while and we don't want to make him even more unhappy and reduce his trade value even more by bringing in another point guard. Uh, Indiana still got your room exception. Uh, Corey Joseph, Darren Collison might not be on the team after next year. We also have Aaron Holiday. Uh, so we and Tyreek Evans can play the point a little bit. So we think we've got a crowd right, there. Well, if no one's offering more than the minimum, I'm just going to stay in Europe. That's ridiculous. Utah? Nah. Well, guess you don't. Guess you don't read the Thunder right here. statistical translations. Thunder here. Uh, Alfred Payton, one-year minimum contract, come be our backup point guard? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'd fit right in with the rest of your athletic can't-shoot roster, so sign me up. I, I think I'd... You guys can fix my jumper. It's happened so well for all the rest of these athletic guys that you signed. <laughs> I, I, finally, I can go somewhere and learn to shoot. Fantastic. Memphis Grizzlies here. We would like to make an unusual offer to Jamal Crawford. We're thinking one year, three million, with an understood promise that if we are more than five games out of the eight seed on the cutdown date, we will cut you. No negotiations. We'll just we'll just do that. Oh, that's not bad. So that that would be uh, on in mid January. One year, three million. And 
Well, we'll do, we'll do, we'll, we'll set that date at, since now that the all-star break is after the trade deadline, we will do it at the all-star break. If we are five games or further out of the eight seed, we will, we will cut you no questions. Well, asked. my minimum is so high though, Memphis, that I'm not sure that 3 million is that competitive. Uh, could you bump that up a little bit? Well, are, are you, are you getting offers for the minimum? I haven't heard well, any. That's true, but I will get some, right? We'll do, we'll do three and a half just to have you agree right now. And remember, you're going to be getting more money. You'll be getting more money if if you get cut. You'll get more money then, and you'll be on the and you'll be on the market earlier. Interesting. I mean, nobody else wants to make an offer. Like, what about like Detroit or something? Or or uh... yeah, a bunch of my teams would want him at the minimum, but I'm not like sure where he'd be in the rotation or be definitely in the rotation. So I'm not even bothering. But you know, if there's any team that you think he's a good fit on for the minimum. Pretty much name them, and my team will take them. Uh, well, how about uh, Utah? They could use some one-on-one scoring, as we saw against the Rockets. Yeah, we'd take them for the – Utah would take um, them for the minimum. Yeah, because, I mean, remember that I, as Jamal Crawford, I opted out of almost $5 million in Minnesota to try to find a better situation. That's what I care about more than the money, and, and I don't think Memphis is necessarily a better situation at this point i mean we're a 50 win team come on now and you would have a rock solid role we, we already have a template with tyreek evans with utah you're just thrown in there we think you know they're going to give royce o'neill minutes before they give you minutes uh, new orleans you guys could probably use me couldn't you actually you know who could really use me is okc how about how about you you guys offer me a minimum contract you have no backup shooting guards at all right now other than terrence ferguson yeah absolutely we would t- absolutely we would take you on the minimum Memphis here, what what is what is the number that you would take from us instead of taking the minimum? There's a chance we won't offer it, but we just want to know where the line is here. Well, I mean, I've made a lot of money in my career at this point, over $100 million. So it really, you know, you would have to get to like six or seven million or something. Okay, then yeah. we're then we're out. That's that's too much for us. Yeah, so I think I think OKC is probably the choice here is Jamal Crawford. I'll get plenty of minutes, really need some more shot creators on OKC as well. Uh, so yeah, let's let's do that. Minimum contract for Jamal Crawford and OKC. So uh, don't forget, guys, uh, Ryan Anderson is on the market here. He got stretched by the Rockets. J.R. Smith is on the market. He got bought out by the Hawks after that salary dump trade. Lance Stevenson. Grizzlies. Yes. Yeah. Grizzlies here. Hey, J.R. Smith, you want to you wanna join an island of misfit toys where you could actually play some minutes? Yeah, I mean, I guess I could potentially start at the two there, couldn't I? Theoretically. Uh, well, I mean, you, I just saw that offer you're making to Jamal Crawford. You want to make me that offer? I, I gave up $3.9 million in guaranteed money to get my freedom from the Hawks. So I'll tell you what, if you can match that, uh, I would come there for a year. Yeah, we'll do that. I'll fit right in in Memphis. So this would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's almost amazing J.R. Smith hasn't played in Memphis yet. Was it the Grizzlies who it maxed was. him out in 2016? It was, yes. Uh, fantastic. Ca- Cavs eventually matched that deal, though. Was I one of those teams? I know I was Cleveland. I'm pretty sure I wasn't. So yeah, I would think so. Okay. Um, Milos Teodosic still on the board, unrestricted free agent. Uh, reporting indicating my foot is healthy now. Um, who else has got some offers here? Uh, Rockets Pelicans here. here. Oh. Go ahead. Uh, we'd like to call Vince Carter and offer him one year at the minimum. Uh, Pelicans, Vince Carter, you'd be our second choice if you want us to do our first Who's choice that first. first. Team? Uh, Pelicans, and our first choice would be Jeff Green. He would Rockets. be interested in taking one-year minimum. 
Rockets also have some interest in Jeff Green at a oh, one-year minimum. You is your is your preference Carter Green and mine is Green Carter? I guess it is. Uh, Minnesota is interested in Vince Carter at the minimum as well. Ooh, I do think I could have a bigger role maybe in Minnesota. You guys haven't signed any backup threes at all, right? Minnesota, we have not yet. I mean, we think of Bielita as our backup four. So, yeah, we you would, you would step in and be our backup three. Hmm. New Orleans, though, you probably have the biggest role to offer me, I'm guessing. Uh, I mean, I might even start at the three in New Orleans. Yeah, you you, you might be our only small forward on the Not roster. Darius Miller, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I absolutely... I, 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 would, I think New Orleans is the place to go. I mean, I guess... Uh, Houston, I mean, can you offer me any kind of a role as Vince Carter? I mean, you, we think that you're our best shooter on the bench, and that would, you know, mean some important yeah, minutes for you. But, you know, we want to keep you fresh for the playoffs. I think, I think New Orleans is it. I actually want to play. I didn't really get to play that much last year in Sacramento. Well, wait, wait. So our as New Orleans, our first choice was Jeff Green. Oh. We uh, we want to hear out Jeff Green before. Like, Carter is our backup to, to Jeff Green. Backup okay. choice. Well, Jeff Green's now our first choice as the Rockets. Well, Vince Carter's still out there. We we have, as the Pelicans, we haven't agreed to sign Vince Carter. Okay. We're saying our, our interest is contingent on Jeff Green turning us down. But we would prefer Jeff Green. Well, uh, Cavs, you realize... And think he would be interested. Cavs, you realize you have no small forwards on the roster right now, basically, right? I know you're... Uh, we're going to play some three-guard lineups. Uh, I, I, I guess there's P.J. Tucker. You got Eric Gordon. Jetty. Yeah, okay. All right, I guess you're fine. So you... It probably doesn't make sense for me to go back to Cleveland. Um, Indiana, Jeff Green, room exception? No, now that we have Dante Cunningham, we think that that role is filled for us. Utah, Jeff Green, backup four? Nah. What are you doing, Utah? Will you just make an offer? You have all this space right now. You're just going to hold – that's your plan? Just hold on to that space? It's going to be gone. We're waiting out the market. Well, we're waiting out the market. But, I mean, at some point, you have to make an offer to somebody. We we signed Eric Favors. And why, why are you making offers? We made to an Ryan, offer to Jamal Crawford. Ryan Anderson. Because Ryan Anderson hasn't come well, up yet. You can make offers. I keep saying, hey, we're we're, we're, <laughs> we're waiting out the market. Other teams are making for, offers for the minimum. We may or may not Everyone, get to Ryan like, Anderson. Nobody has any space left except the minimum. You might as well just do it. okay. Ryan Anderson minimum to the Jazz. Minimum. I mean, I guess I have. I do have all this money already, but. Uh, and again, you like that money, that cap space is just going to disappear when you fill out the roster anyway. Like, why don't you offer me more? Like, there's, yeah. Uh, uh, well, so Minnesota would rather have Mike Scott for the minimum, but we would be interested in, in Ryan Anderson if Mike Scott is not interested. You guys are completely undervaluing Ryan Anderson just because he didn't play that well in the playoffs because he had that ankle injury. Like, Ryan Anderson is still a pretty damn good player, especially as a backup. Compared to oh, yeah. Mike Scott, are you kidding me? So, Ryan Anderson is better defensively so it, than Mike Scott. Internal discussions in Utah, we would go well above the minimum for for Ryan Anderson. We just don't think we have to. Well, I'm going to go. If we have to, we, we would. But this is our advantage of waiting out the market. He's somebody who slipped through as a good player after teams not don't have any money. Like There are going to be players stuck in this position, and we well, want to leverage it. How about you leverage it by offering more than one year at a decent number, and then you can have me – for a couple of years as a, and have that. Uh, I don't know what that number would be given your age and inju- injury history. We just want you on our team this year. So we're better this year. We want to be able to go out and get like stars next year. Yeah. I definitely think a lot of teams are unrealistically offering 
too low right now there are some players that you could get on pretty good multi-year contracts for above the minimum but uh you know but oh that's a i can complain about that when the show's over uh all right so no one wants to offer ryan anderson i mean indiana like why don't you just offer me the room exception i know you have cunningham but i could be a massive upgrade what, what are you doing with that room exception other than just offering it to me we already think we have enough players to fill out our rotation and you're basically getting ryan anderson for free like he's a good player atlanta you guys really need a stretch four. you could trade me afterwards again i mean you, you gotta and you're above the salary floor but you're not doing anything with that space right now we would need a stretch four if we had any interest in winning this year which we really don't Milwaukee, you guys have four point six million left uh, of the MLE or the BAE available. Knicks really need a stretch for. I think the one thing you're underestimating, Nate, is that roster spots are also going to be a problem here. I mean, not necessarily a problem, but like New York has fourteen guys, and we have a t- target in mind for the fifteenth. So Ryan Anderson does us no good. What about Milwaukee? What's your excuse? Pick up my pick up my calls. <laughs> Bucks here. Uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, we have all these bigs. You're a little different than them. I mean, Rudy Gay I mean, can play better, some stretch for anticipating him I'm doing that. than Toledovich, and you signed him to a three-year, $10 million contract two years ago. And then we waived him. <laughs> but he's still, he's, there's still a Minnesota, new- Minnesota, we have roster spots, and we, we'll take you for the minimum. We'll, we, we don't, we think Mike Scott's going to end up in somewhere else anyway. We're happy to have you. I mean, yeah, I, I have teams that would offer the minimum, but I'm not sure I have a team that's going to beat the minimum. And, and really, if we want to, like, see, this is what's kind of hard for me in this exercise, is I know that the Jazz would outbid all my other teams. Uh, so it's tough for me, you know, if you want to say that the Bucks might offer, you know, slightly above the minimum, but not, you know, just only slightly above, yeah, they might. Uh, but then the Jazz would beat that. So if we want to make that Utah offer slightly higher, we can do that. Make it $4 million and I'll sign. Sure. Man, this is just blood from a fucking stone here <laughs> i just spent fi- look you had your moment two years ago 15 minutes trying to get four million bucks <laughs> for one year for ryan anderson for a team whose general manager specifically said i know that our team needs a 610 player who could make threes not four months ago publicly he said that <laughs> <laughs> and we got him oh this is riveting radio all right i i I can't do this much more anybody want to if nobody's willing to make any offers other than the minimum i think we can probably just end this at this point it's getting pretty boring just choosing between minimum offers so so i think the the last if we're going to stop there i think the last thing you need to do is anybody with an outstanding qualifying offer uh just maybe make sure that there's nothing else and just so we can know who else is taking their qualifying offer uh i'd assume rodney hood is uh yeah i I guess that's probably he's probably gonna have to um we still have yusuf nurkic out there uh and yusuf nurkic hey you know this is only like july 25th here so i i got plenty of time i'm just gonna just gonna wait we'll we'll see we can go into the season if we have to if if you're not gonna give me a real offer portland let's see we'll see how well you do without me see how see how good your defense looks without me if we do want to do one more above minimum offer uh, Tony Parker, uh, the Spurs would do two years, six million with the team option. Sold. All right. Yeah, so I, I think we could be done here. The the best remaining players on the market at this point is like Zaza and Channing Fry 
and Epe Udo. Danny, I'm so just dis- I'm so disappointed in you that Hazonia is still out there. Well, I mean, he's kind of in that minimum conversation. I was actually thinking about him for the Grizzlies. Well, actually, you know who should sign him is the Kings. They have nothing at the three. Oh, no, we signed James Ennis and Travion Grant. Okay. Yeah, I guess. I was going to have the Thunder go after Hazonia. Yeah, that would be that would have been a good one. He probably would sign there, too, but play some backup small forward. Well, and, and also the Grizzlies were, because it seems inevitable, we were going to talk to Lance Stevenson, but we wouldn't really offer more. I than don't that know one. if they liked their Lance Stevenson experience a couple of years ago. Uh yeah, I, I think we can wrap it up here. I mean, there's still like some some Teodosic is available. I, this is pretty good for me. Um, so, uh, Liam, you've been listening this uh, entire time. You just have, have any kind of general thoughts uh, as you're listening uh, about, A, how incredibly entertaining this was to listen to me flounder around my office and like throw shit at the walls while my microphone was on mute. Uh, but aside from that, anything that really popped out to you at all as being – Either specific transactions or just general trends. Well, I think first I got to start from from the part one. We need we need to get the cut the sound bite of Dan saying Spurs here go to hell. Uh, I think that was probably <laughs> the moment of the podcast. Um, <laughs> use that whenever the Spurs do anything good. Uh, I, but I I'd say I just, just in, I, I gotta I gotta say Nate threw down an f bomb real late in this podcast, and I was debating how far I could go as the Spurs. I don't, you know, it's not my podcast. I don't want to overstep. I wish I had known. Well, it had, it had to be late. The frustration really w- was building towards the end there. <laughs> well, I thought so. A couple of the late deals with minimums, I think, and, and maybe you guys just didn't want to get into as much detail, but I think a lot of teams would seek like you know multiple year deals. Maybe give like a little bit more, but lock guys in for like two to three years rather than just one year to get some more value off of that. Um, some some of the guys with the one year deals, I just. Maybe it was just me, but like some of them, I didn't think had as much leverage to get as much as they did. Like I think that young got like 15 million one year, and maybe that's just like a favor to an agent. But I, I don't know anybody else that was going to offer Thad Young that much. So I, I don't know. And there there were a couple signings where you guys offered more than I would have thought would have been reasonable at the time, especially with how it ended up playing out um, later in free agency. And I, spe- I think especially with the way the end went, I think a lot of contenders are going to get a lot of good players, like the Warriors getting Avery Bradley for that cheap. And I think they'll have some options at some other guys close to the minimum. They're, they're, they're going to get some real value there. So I think that's a, a takeaway. Um, what was your single best job by the agent and best job by the team? Mm, I don't know. I, I had my criticisms lined up. I got to think about the best ones. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, fine. Yeah, what worst... Worst job? Well, wouldn't the worst job by the agent be the best job by the team? Um, I guess that's true. Uh, the, I mean, the one that I wasn't as much of a fan of was the Kyle Anderson extension. I I just don't know what market Kyle Anderson would have. Maybe it's just a difference in player evaluation, but I I don't think he's worth that contract, and I don't know that he had the leverage to go get something better than that. Yeah, I think a, a lot of it to me, and this is where I thought maybe some of these offers were unrealistically low is just the, the idea of, all right, we realize that this is a one-year blip. Maybe we're not going to offer you the full amount, but we'll still offer whether it's restricted free agents, whether it's, you know, we'll offer you maybe, you know, kind of a few million below on a multi-year deal what we think you'd be worth in a normal market and then just trust that this will be a good value contract going forward as where I thought more of the teams are just like, oh, one-year deal, one-year deal, one-year deal. Whereas I thought more teams could have taken advantage of just getting a player onto a good contract for longer that's closer to market value. Well, so do you think? 
Do you think the players would have taken that? Because my assumption was that players, if it, if it was like below, that basically you're choosing between a a higher number for multiple years or a lower number for a single year. That was the way I was approaching this. I think it also depends on how realistic the yeah. player is. Like someone like Yusuf Nurkic is not going to go for right. that deal. Like Jabari Parker did, in fact, go for that deal. But in reality, I don't think Jabari Parker no. is going to go for that deal because Jabari Parker has sees himself as a max player. Yeah. And and then, too, I think with a lot of veterans with that decision, uh, we, you know, maybe we're skipping the step of not offering the multi-year deal, but their their minimum is so high that it's just kind of hard to see them valuing the multiple years rather than the flexibility. The other thing that's happening here is, I mean, Nate made the comment early on, and I disagree with him, that he thought the 2019 cap space was disappearing rapidly. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just over-focusing on my teams, but, you know, like I— like Dallas in particular saved a ton of money for 2019. Chicago, the the cap clearing trade they made still has all their cap space for 2019 with Zach Levine taking the qualifying offer. So yeah. I think there's a lot of teams that are really prioritizing 2019. And that may prove a mistake because of the ability to get cheaper deals in 2018. But they're thinking, you know, we can go out there and be a player for a max free agent in 2019. Yeah, I did the same with the Clippers and the Sixers. Like basically once the main guys were off the board, I mean, the Clippers have, I think it's like 60 million in space for next year, depending on how this is structured. So like, yeah, I I, I made the conscious decision there. I did get Alex Len, but I wanted to make a, an overarching thing. Here, oh, which oh, real, I, real, I thought real, of real, it before. I, the, it's the reason wait, I, yeah. that I thought that the cast was disappearing is just because I had the formula wrong on my sheet. So that's actually, <laughs> so that's actually not true anymore. There, there's, it's looking right now, even after because, all the, even after all this, that there's about 590 million league wide in space, not counting exceptions for next year, which would be about double what there was this year going into the start of free agency. And so pretty real similar. Quick, that was one of my right. that was one of my real big takeaways from this exercise. Is it seems like there are a lot of teams, and I, and I think I agree with you, KP, that some of them are going to be making a mistake that really think, well, we don't have much flexibility, but we can get there for 2019, and are going to value having that flexibility next year when in reality when everybody has that flexibility some of those teams are going to get left out in the cold in the cold mm -hmm. and they would have been better off with those multi-year multi-year deals this year right and i think that's also where there's an opportunity for teams to not get complacent with their rosters this year and to be aggressive and you know i thought that that's why I was really upset when the uh, the news came out that Indiana was leaning towards guaranteeing Bojan Bogdanovic, although ultimately it didn't matter. I was able to do everything I wanted to do and keep Bogdanovic. And by so, the way, that 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 uh, what KP just said, like getting deals this year, that's why I was like banging my head against the table with the Jazz. I thought they should have, you know, chased some more guys with some of their flexibility this year. Because in reality, even if they have space next year, I know they're going to be a good team, but, you know, Free agency hasn't been that good to them. I thought they could have gotten some real value if they got guys on a couple year deals. Yeah, I well, mean, I think that's going to be a big part of it is how good is your market? Like, it's one thing for, you know, Brooklyn or the Lakers to wait till 2019. It's another thing if it's Indiana and the Jazz. The problem with the Jazz in, in our exercise, they're one of 10 teams I'm paying attention to. And maybe to some degree, this matters in reality is they're fairly deep. Like they have players, yeah. especially once they resign Derek Favors at every position. So if we're just going by needs, like, yeah, sure, they have flexibility and can use somebody else. But I never there there were no needs left. Yeah, which is a case for like consolidating that space into one yeah. player. Well, I mean, and to me, like Favors was one who I thought got unrealistically too little, even from the jazz. But like the fact that he I mean, it didn't have, you know, at least three-year offers at the full MLE on the table was shocking to me. 
Yeah, I don't think he's going to. Well, okay. It, it's just hard with centers because there's so much of a supply. And if you're saying, okay, yeah, Derek Favors is certainly way better than the minimum guys, but you're, if you're committing for multiple years, and remember, one of the big differences right now is that a lot of the teams that aren't good are looking at 2019 space. And so it is kind of the mystery box. But the point that I wanted to make, which struck me this morning, was this seemed like such a tight exercise. And remember that the two highest free agents are two of the highest free agents went to teams without cap space. If either one of LeBron or Paul George goes to a team that is using cap space like the Sixers or the Lakers, then that's like 30 to 35 million that just goes poof. It might even be 60 depending on where they go. And so you think about how different that would have been and Houston wouldn't have had much more flexibility to spend either way. The other domino in this uh, scenario was Dallas deciding not to bid on any of the Sunners after Houston resigned Capella and to instead take Gortat into cap space. And, you know, that will dramatically alter the market for centers. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. Um, oof. All right. Well, uh, anybody else who want to weigh in on like best deal, worst deal? Oh, the worst deal was was my own to Seth Curry. I think that was that was bad. I just. I, I kind of, I see the connection there with the, with, with the area. And also just, I think he fits their role well. And I should have, I should have offered four, but I was a little bit too scared of Dallas. That was my whole idea was I'm like, Oh, they could, cause they have early bird rights on him. I know they like him. So that was the idea, but it was way too much. I miscalibrated the market. Yeah. We were planning around him the whole time. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a little bit of an injury risk for sure. That's why I think you're, it, which is surprising to me, Danny, because you're, Principle is always like you have to have something at backup point guard, and so taking a risk like that seems surprising. Then uh, the uh, the okay the Orlando just taking Patrick Patterson, Alex Abrines, and Hamadou Diallo uh, seemed uh, seemed pretty tough. Well, well, so well, actually, I wanted to talk about that because one of the things that is hardest to do in this exercise is is something that it just due to the nature of this is I had a couple teams, Brooklyn being the other one, where what I would most do with them in a theoretical full off season is be trying to move their veterans on expiring contracts for various things. And so I kind of didn't want to do anything that would betray that idea. And so I was like, with those guys, I'm like, Oh, whatever, you know, take on that money. But like, so that would be for the nets, you know, we, you and I talked about this one when we did their preview, you know, trading Damari Carroll trading, just various, you know, maybe Jeremy Lin, depending on what the market is there. They're just, it doesn't make for good radio in this to, to do that. And that's what I was actually going to do with Orlando. But I'm like, well, what the hell am I going to do if that's not on the table? What did you, yeah. I thought Memphis had a really interesting, interesting mock off season here to get Jabari at that price, granted giving up the pick and the sign and trade and then J.R. Smith for relatively cheap. I feel like they got, you know, better, they did better than I expected. Yeah, well, I think Jabari just got so pissed off at the Bucs that, like, taking that offer and leaving was basically just like a screw you to the Bucs and just to get some, also to get the two plus one as well. I mean, I think, like, to be able to get back on in two years and get some guaranteed money, I mean, that was more the thought of, like, you know, I, I was trying to be realistic to him, but it, you just, I, I didn't see him taking the qualifying offer necessarily with that injury history. Um, Oh, I had one other big overarching takeaway. Every basically every single player that left money on the table for a buyout ended up losing money. You know, like like the J.R. Smith leaving that three point nine or whatever it was. Dwight, no, JR, you know, JR like a lot of those circumstances with the with Memphis. Well, he did, but it took that basically took me being nice with Memphis. Yeah. If I was playing hardball, I wouldn't have done that. I mean, there was no real reason to. But like Dwight to left three million on table. Mello was smart, didn't leave any money on the table. Um. What did you guys think of the cap clearing trades and to 
go over those again. Uh, that was Gortat from the Wizards with a lottery-protected first-rounder to uh, a Dallas second-rounder and a, and a Miami 2023 second-rounder. Uh, then there was Fareed and Jarrell Arthur and a top-10 protected first-rounder. I'm sorry, top four protected first rounder in 2019. Um, and then there was uh, J.R. Smith with a first to Atlanta. Does that seem about right to you guys as you look back on it in retrospect? I think that seemed pretty close to me. I mean, I think Gortat is gonna, would be an interesting one because of the fact that he has, still has value as a player. That's not dead salary. So that's why I like that deal from the Mavericks standpoint. Yeah, I think that one made a lot of sense too. Um, and I think the other one that I think you guys toyed around with was uh, Toronto sending Jonas Valanciunas to Dallas in a deal that would at- attach the pick. I kind of like that cause, just because Jonas isn't like completely dead money. Obviously, he's not worth his contract. But I, w- I was looking at the free agent center market for next year as well, and there's not a lot of guys that Dallas is going to be able to get that are like star-like players. Most of them are restricted. So. Getting a guy that could play and a first round pick might not be that bad, but again, Toronto's first may be too good for that to be, you know, worth any value to them. Dan, any further thoughts from you on this? I believe we lost That's Dan. Right. Uh, I kicked him off the call after he wouldn't give me my money with Ryan Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, I guess we. Yeah, go ahead, Dan. Well, uh- the only other thing I wanted to mention just because they're coming in is I'm the thing I'm most interested in beyond the main guys in this offseason is what happens with the guys with two years remaining on their contracts. Like, is there are there teams that are willing to facilitate that or is it just kind of sticky with that? I, I think that was the other the other element of this was, you know, like with Sacramento, I didn't it was also because those teams like with Noah. The Knicks didn't really want to give up anything. Yeah. So it was like, so we'll, we'll screw that like that. I, I'm very interested in how that actually works out. Well, I mean, I think a lot of it is, you know, unless you need that space right now, like the, the teams that are in the tax are maybe more of a, a candidate for those kind of moves, whether it's, you know, Houston with Ryan Anderson, although uh, obviously after making the LeBron trade, there was there was no no more draft picks left, really. And then Portland with, uh, you know, Turner and Myers Leonard and Yamahimi too, theoretically, but they did yep. a instead. Yep. Uh, which of these teams after this offseason would you be most interested to see? Oh, obviously Houston. I mean. LeBron. Yeah. Okay. I guess yes. Yeah, we should do non non Houston edition. Uh, Indiana, I think. Yeah. Aaron, I, how Aaron Gordon would develop in Indiana would be fascinating. I mean, because they, they got two guys down in the front court who have a ton of defensive potential in Gordon and Turner and haven't yet delivered on it. Um. Yeah. Orlando North. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought that the nucleus of the 2015 Magic would be a a threat in, in the Eastern Conference potentially? Um. Imagine if they had Tobias Harris too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there wasn't really much. Philly was kind of a big loser in this. They didn't really get anybody. Well, we got Ellington, but yeah, I mean, relative to expectations yeah. and hope. And yeah. Philly's I mean, basically going to be the same team. LA, other than with Thaddeus Young, uh, is going to be basically the same team. I mean, Memphis is, you know, a rough watch, but at least I think it'd be interesting to see Jabari on a team where, you know, he could be a focal point on I, offense. I like watching Jabari. That, that might help a little bit. Yeah. I mean, really, it ended up. There wasn't much that ended up happening. I mean, so many teams just uh, kind of there wasn't any money, so it's like, all right, well, we'll just go back then. You know, that really seemed like uh, all that there was available for most of these guys. Dallas, I guess, would be the other one. I'm also, yeah. uh, although I have to say that you know, Montrez Harrell and Gortat, I would have, 
I would have hoped that Dallas could like upgrade their team a little bit more than those two guys. I mean, I don't think either of those guys is even an average starting center. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, part of it is in probably unrealistically so that I wanted to wait around until 2019 when, you know, they'll have more space and they'll potentially, you know, be younger guys. Because, I, I mean, DeAndre Jordan and DeMarcus Cousins, signing them when you just drafted a 19-year-old and you've got a 20-year-old and those are the foundation of your team, that doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, Jordan maybe a little bit because at least he compliments those guys. But, like, bringing in DeMarcus Cousins when he to- his game doesn't work with them at all – that that just seems completely nonsensical yeah. I mean, to me. And that's one of those ones where you might think like three years, thirty million to Derek Favors could have been an offer from them. Uh but I don't know. You you don't seem to believe in him as much as uh I do. But you know, he's my client, so I have to I have to. Uh, <laughs> all right, well thanks a lot, guys. Uh, we can uh yeah. I, oh, oh I, you're back. I have a, can oh, you guys yeah, hear me now? Yeah. I'm back and I have a few I have a okay. few takeaways. Okay. Okay, so I thought the Celtics and uh, especially how things went the 76ers would be more aggressive in trying to pry Kawhi loose instead of just waiting for the Spurs to push him on them. Uh, I also thought that the way this started with us spending so much time on especially LeBron, but to a lesser degree, Paul George could be very realistic and that things are very much at a standstill for a while until those stars decide. Uh, And then also uh, the Dwight Howard signing with Atlanta reminded me of this. And I think this could come up a lot this year. And we kind of shortcut it because we don't want to spend, you know, literally weeks on this podcast. Uh, You know, we want to truncate it a little bit. So something like uh, the Thaddeus Young deal, Uh, Liam, you mentioned that, that it didn't seem like he had that kind of leverage. Nate, you mentioned Derek Favors. If somebody gave Derek Favors three years at the, at the MLE, you'd say that's a pretty good contract. But I think sometimes there is that there's not that second best offer. Like the Hawks made that big offer a couple of years ago to Dwight Howard. And I don't know what their second best offer was. I don't know what they were outbidding. It just seemed like because his name is Dwight Howard, you have to pay him that much. And maybe teams will still do that this year. But this year, more than any in a long time, maybe ever, it seems like there's going to be some opportunity for if teams really play hardball and really say, hey, if you don't take what seems like a low offer from us, go take your next best offer, there might not be that next best offer because there aren't going to be for a lot of players. There might be some teams that like him, and there might be some teams that have enough space to give him a reasonable offer, but there might not be much overlap between those groups. Well, if this number of one-year deals holds out, I mean, just think of how many players will be on the free agent market next year. You know, that's... Yeah, the... That is the one thing I think was probably a little bit unrealistic. Like we've just seen in the past, players don't generally think yeah. that well, way. Well, I mean, if you're offering me, you know, three million a year or like, you know, under five million, then yeah, fine, I'll take a one year deal, you know? I mean, that's just like it can't possibly be worse next year. Um but yeah, I mean I I would have thought that maybe some teams would be willing to bump it up a little bit higher on a multi year offer that could still be a value contract going forward. And I think as you mentioned with the Pacers, maybe could have mentioned with the Jazz that uh, or Liam did mention with the Jazz that yeah you can get guys who could be quality starters on you know contracts that are three or four million below their market value but still would be you know life changing money to offer these guys. Yeah, I think among the players who didn't get those like Caldwell Pope and Will Barton might be the two guys I would have looked at as candidates for that. But uh, one thing I noticed going through this is you know there's a lot of my teams needed 
three and D guys who can defend small forwards. Like Dallas needs that next to Doncic. Yes. Indiana needs that next to Victor Oladipo because they've already got a two guard defender. And so like Caldwell Pope is not really is useful a player type as he is in this year's market. He's not a perfect fit. Yeah. Well, three, three and D is, I mean, we saw Trevor Rizzo is the one guy who got paid, right? I mean, both with Houston not being yep. able to replace him and the fact that there would have been plenty of teams that would have been willing to, to fork over for him, I'm sure. So, uh, and he is really the only guy on the market who's a pro- can defend threes and shoots the three ball reasonably well. I mean, who, and unfortunately, he's what, 33? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, not really a fit if you're a rebuilding team or a team that's like building with young talent. Well, I wanted to ask, what, what did you guys think of the Jeremy Grant deal that got done? Because I know he's not, he's more of a four now or a backup five, but he could guard some wings in, in the right lineups, you know? Yeah, I didn't, I don't value Jeremy Grant nearly yeah. that much. Although the, I thought for the Nets, it, it was, I mean, maybe not that player, but that that was the type of deal that I thought we might see more of where, you know, in a normal market, Grant might get more than that. But, uh, you know, it, it, in this market, he wouldn't. But then you can kind of lock him in for longer. He's young. Maybe he can grow a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree. I probably wouldn't have gotten that. I was surprised that that offer was there for him. But, you know, there's a lot of eye of the beholder. And, and the thing to remember, of course, is the it only takes one team. And, and there's 30 teams instead of basically three in terms of the player evaluations that's always the group thing can kind of right. always be an issue on this as we've talked about before um all right i guess i can uh let you guys go thanks so much again for helping out and uh you know see you guys for uh the mock rookie extensions in october uh at least dan and danny although kp you're always uh, welcome to, to join for that as well so thanks a lot everyone for our patreon subscribers we're going to be posting a ton of stuff this year we're going to post the salary sheets with the rosters of, of all these teams. We're going to post the all of the transactions that we agreed to as well. So that'll be available for Patreon subscribers, patreon.com slash Duncan LaRue. And we'll talk to you guys later in the week. Till then. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.